I posed this question. So I got a uh, un unexpected text message from the professor Sunday morning. Like, oh shit, he's, early. he's still alive. Yeah, and he want. Of course, he. You know, he, there's no, there's no like, hey, how are you? What's going on? Let's catch up. It's just right into old school wrestling talk. It's almost like he like he has this conversation with you in his head, and he just picks up where he left off, and you're like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> That's I'm what he so, do. I'm so used to it. I just jump right in. Jump of right course. in. Right? Well, I mean, you have to. So then today I hit him up and I was like, dude, which was the better album? Wrestling album or Pile Driver? And he, he said wrestling pro- album. That's what I was going to say. Because he fucking loves Land of a Thousand Dancers. He absolutely loves that shit. Doesn't he sing that shit all the time? Maybe. It's been a yes. while since I've seen him. But man, that fucking Pile Driver has some slammers. It's got some songs that fuck on it. It's I got understand. some pile drivers. Yeah. It's got some doppelbangers. Doppelbangers is right. Let me t- can I just tell you guys, I missed the fuck out of you guys last week. Why? I hate working Mondays. It fucked up my whole week. My whole week was fucked up. Dude, I, I hate working Mondays I and I work every Monday. I Tuesday was Wednesday. I thought Wednesday was Thursday. I was all fucking disheveled. <laughs> the whole fucking fiasco Friday would work. Is that one of you guys getting static, or is it me? I don't. I don't think that's me. It could be me. I don't think it's me. I don't, I don't know. think it's coming from me. I muted my microphone. Phone. Phone. Well, now you're dead. Now I'm you. dead, dude. Oh, I updated my shit last week, and I was ready to fucking murder somebody. It was the soundboard. Now it's this microphone. I, I'm fucking giving up, dude. This is ridiculous. All because I updated my fucking computer, which has fucking AIDS and diarrhea at the same time. Oh, man. Diarrhea AIDS. It's fucking terrible, dude. It's not what you want. Well, before your uh, AIDS-infested diarrhea-spewing computer ruined my uh, heartfelt moment, I just wanted to say that I missed you guys. Aw. And I'm super excited to be back tonight. Aw. Yeah, (laughs) baby. If you're tuning in for Eric Cannon, we had to reschedule. So Eric Cannon will not be joining the Shining Wizards tonight. I believe Matt said, are you ready to join the Wizards? He said, who? Incorrect. Uh, not. I'm not going to throw Eric Cannon under the bus, but I will tell you, he scored last-minute courtside seats to the Timberwolves tonight against the Knicks. So he was like, hey, can we reschedule? And as a sports guy, I said, yeah, no problem. Oh, you got to do it. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Courtside? I think he may have lied about courtside. Oh well, uh, watch the fucking Knicks and the Wolver that the Wolf the Wool the T Wolves Timberwolves. Uh, and you watch that tonight, and if you see Eric Cannon sitting courtside, then you know he's not lying. If you follow his social media, he's scored courtside seats before. Oh, sorry. Right. So he's a, all right. Never mind. Then I take it back. Yeah. So fuck listening to the Wizards. Go watch the Timberwolves to go uh, fucking Timberwolves, see Eric Timberwolves Cannon. Don't start till nine fifteen here on the East Coast. Don't forget, he's a Midwestern guy. They're an hour back, so yeah. his game is at eight fifteen. That's right. They're, they're, because the, the NBA doesn't play on election day, so everyone's playing tonight. There's like 10 games tonight, and they stagger the game so you can not miss the start to all of them. So, like, there's so weird start times, like 9.15. Someone's, I think the Nets play at, like, 8.45 or 9.45. You had, uh, you had unintentional poetry there. You're like, the NBA doesn't play on election day. Oh, look at that. I'm a poet, and I suck. <laughs> 
So it's going to be OG Wizards tonight. The three of us. We got so much to talk about. We got the crown jewel. We got picks. The NWA is literally a dumpster fire. We can talk about that. MLW is back. Oh, oh son of a bitch. Is. I, I forgot that even happened. Holy shit. Yeah. AEW, we're on the road to full gear. SmackDown's having a tournament. AEW's having a tournament. The New Japan uh, Tag, tag League, League. Been announced. Tournaments galore for Tony. Battle, Autumn. Battle Autumn was this weekend. There's so much wrestling to talk about. And, and there's a fucking Wizards Rewind. So if you enjoyed us Wizards Rewinding Piledriver, the VHS... Well, we had to watch the Slammies from 1987, the 37th. Matt, can I, can, I, can I bring a motion to the floor? Motion to the floor. Motion granted. Um, I, I vote. I motion that Tony never picks a rewind ever again. Motion denied. Uh, <laughs> I am. I am with Tony. I will say motion denied. Look, Kevin. To be fair, we got that. We what had that. The fuck was that? To be fair, page you. We had that great superstars with the uh, the Strike Force Heart Foundation. Pile driver, the VHS was not bad. But and we'll talk about it during the Wizards Rewind. I feel like there's really no difference between Pile Driver, the VHS, and the Slammies. Oh, there sure is, but we'll get into that later. Let's do it. Hell yeah. It's all here. It's all next. Episode 610. I'm fired up. I'm drinking some fucking twisted teas. Oh, baby, kicking it old school. Kicking it old school. I went to the liquor store yesterday, and I got myself a 12-pack of these Twisted Teas. And then my wife thinks she's a fucking comedian. My so wife. So do I, Matt. It's okay. She sent this uh, picture to me yesterday when I opened my first Twisted Tea. Oh, there you go. Dude, come they're on. Very, they're very effeminate. New lace boxers for guys who drink twisted teas. How that guy looks like he looks like he shaves his cheeks too. Nice and nice and uh, like a plucked chicken. How old Listen, am I? No, no. How old are we? I'm four. As a society, where we still have to criticize people for what they drink. Drink what you like. I thought it was hysterical. Oh no, it's not bad. But... Don't bother me none. I don't give a fuck. That's right. Kevin's fucking had more... fired up too. I wish I had something heavier to slam. Yeah. You know, Kevin, Kevin, you don't have anything to slam. It's victory Monday for the Jets fans. It's victory Monday for the Dolphins fans. I don't think Tony likes sports, so it's victory Monday for Tony. That's right. Victory and it's episode 610 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast next here in your ears. Oh. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network. Broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Hi, this is Brian Idol. And I have a giant life-size Liberace painting on the wall of my living room. And you're listening to the Shining Wizards podcast. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? The no. stupid fucking question, Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. And I Whoa. Hey, this was most. God, that was disgusting. Shining Wizards rule the world. 
Watching us live and listening in to episode 610 of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Coming to you live on the rant, rantdmradio.com. Coming to you live on the social medias, the Facebooks, the Twitches, the YouTubes, and the Twitters. And going with you wherever you go because we are available on every single podcast and streaming platform. But let's just jump right into it. It's time for some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. K-J-G. Fellas, fellas, fellas. We're back. Today. Matt's back. Today the J today the J stands for Jets. Baby. Oh. Okay. Heard that? Heard that? Can't wait. Sure. Who who that want that? Who that gonna beat them Jets? That's the Saints. Whatever. It's all football. No, you're no you're a foosball, T Donk. Foos. Kevin, you're no, foo silly. What'd you say? I said you're foo silly. Foo silly Jerry? Yes. Because you're silly. Because you're silly. <laughs> That's a Seinfeld reference. We did football in Seinfeld before Eddie Wrestling today, by the way. That's my fault. I apologize. Matt, Dolphins won two. Ah! Big win. Victory Monday is strong in this household. That's right. And the devils, Yay! and the devils I... have won seven in a row. You talk about that. Can't beat that. that baseball bat. What's wrong, Tony? You got you guys crying eyes already. No, I feel like we're on the mark order, and all we're doing is talking about other sports. It's kind of wild. Well, I wouldn't know. I don't listen. That's a very good point. <laughs> you don't host anymore either, dude. Am what? I coming? Am I coming across a little static? Like, is this microphone okay? I, I feel like I hear something, but it's not enough to be noticeable. Well, you know, I had the problems with the soundboard last week and the updates of the laptop, so I'm working with what I got here, and it kind of sucks. So it is what it is. No, I, I think you're fine. Okay. No, I, tu- I turned back the gain a little bit. I think that helps. Turn back the gain. Yes. Technology. Not turn down the gain. Oh, whatever. Turn it back. Turn it down. No, you turn back the clock, which we did, actually. But... Turn down for what? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling it, feeling it. Ah, oh, I'd, uh, lo- I'd love that. Tony, you have no idea how much I just love what you just did there. What turn so, it down uh, for what? J- just to turn down for what, and then just go all muppet crazy. <laughs> <into> frog. <laughs> Wait! How uh, how you guys doing? Better now. Happier than the pig and shit. Really? Yeah, man. It's a good day. It was right. nice out again. It hit almost eighty degrees in Brick City. Good times. <laughs> I feel like it's always 80 degrees in Brick City. It's fucking bright and shiny at 7 a.m. It's dark as fuck at 3.30. I love this time of year. I hate this time of year, so F your H. I don't mind it. F your... What's the H? G-F your H. Go you fuck your hole. Oh. No, no, close. Go, Go fuck, fuck your hiney? No, we say it all the time. Go fuck your... Yeah. Hammer. Uh, it, it, Tony clearly doesn't have the screen up because he's not looking at what I'm doing right now. Oh, you doing lives are going to be? We're not at the fucking plugs yet. <laughs> he's saying, hey, go fuck your hand, Tony, is what he's saying. GF your H. GF your H. Keeping it PG for the per- kids. To, uh, to, 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 oh, to, oh, yep. Oh. 
words <laughs> to, to uh, increase uh, productivity. Everything will be done in abbreviations on the show. And then in turn, hey. we'll shorten the length of the episodes. That's right. S-T-L-O-E. Shine and the wizard. Shine and the wizard. So how have you guys? I didn't get to really see you guys last week. I popped <laughs> in at the end. Uh, I was all frazzled and ornery because I right. uh, fuck working on Mondays for me. Happens. But how's everyone doing? How was everybody's Halloween? Did you eat all your leftover candies? Still going at it. Nope. Brought mine to work and I left them for everybody else to get fat because I got tired of fucking eating everything. Really? You sounded like you were in ecstasy last Monday when you were just chomping away at candy bars, buddy. Yeah. And then about two days after that, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? So, Matt, we did... Again, whenever I feel like whenever you're not here, we do more than one top five. We did three. Oh, last I week. know. I listened. I listened, Kevin. So, did you have any objections to the candy bar top five that Tony put together? If we remember it, no. This, I, I know. I know. I'm bringing this on you, but I cannot see. Here's the thing: it's his top five list. I can't. I can't object. I can disagree. That's what I meant. But I can't object. I can't My say favorite candy bar is the semantics bar. I can't say that's the wrong. If Tony wants to put Tootsie Rolls in his top five. Oh, gross. And Kevin did not even get the references to the song. To the left. To the left. I knew the song. I forgot the the title. I had a senior moment. But see, you you do what? The the mounds? I love the mounds. Yeah, I think mounds are fucking gross. Ah. It's a bowl of mounds right now downstairs in the living room for the wife because she enjoys the mounds. I won't touch them. I was going to say. Re, I, I didn't, I didn't appreciate the twisted tea thing, but I appreciate the mounds. It all evens out. That's right. Even but she don't like the like the almond joys. I, I sometimes, you know, you feel like some nuts, and you know, I go either way. Yeah, sometimes Ooh. you don't. Yeah, I like them both, and I never did, and I like, I love them now. They're not, they're not my top five, but I adore them. See, but th- like I said, like there's not really any candy that I'll turn down. You know, really, like. Yeah, candy's good, man. I showed up at your house with a pack of Necco wafers. You would throw them shits in my face if you were really my Hell no. Love me some Necco wafers. The snap, the chalkiness, fuck yeah. What is a Necco wafer? It's like a Smarty, only it's grittier. It's almost like eating fruit-flavored chalk. Why is it called a wafer? Because they're thin and airy and light, sort of. And how is that anything like a spree? It's no, it's it's not not so much a spree like a smarty. You know what smarties are? They're the ones that come I do in the know bowl. what smarties are. Yeah, they they're vintage. Yeah. Um, oh, neckos are neckos are way, yeah, way more vintage. Neckos are candy before they figured out how to really make candy. Neko they're like the discs. They're like little chalky discs. They're fucking gross. Oh, oh, oh! oh so glad you figured it out. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't hate those. See? I don't hate those at all. Is, that, uh, is there there should be a wrestler called the Necro Butcher? <laughs> hopefully he's not as bad as the Necro Butcher. Uh can I just comment on something RJ said? I wouldn't feed mounds or almond joys to my dogs. You shouldn't, because isn't chocolate bad for your dogs? Chocolate is bad, it gives them worms. Yeah, shame on you, RJ. I can't imagine what chocolate you are feeding your dogs. Tisk tisk. Don't give your dogs human foods. That's how you kill them eventually. No. My grandmother's dog, she used to eat all. My grandmother would take leftover stew, soup, 
Some one time it was my grandfather's birthday. She threw birthday cake on top of it. That dog fucking slurped it up. Let me, ate okay. all that shit. Let's preface this first of all. Okay. What's that? That's you are not it. supposed to regularly give your dog human food. I go to see my father, and he's right. giving the dog. The dog gets some milk duds. The dog gets some. Milk duds. <laughs> You're going to kill the fucking. No, dog. I mean milk duds is not human food. I mean, you know, Who you want to give your dog a whose steak? food is it? Jesus, it's not really food. It's like a snack. It's, I mean, what? 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 What are the words that are coming out of your mouth right now? I mean, milk dud is a snack. You don't. Yeah, like, but when you say food? food, when you say food, that conjures up thought of like, oh, maybe a sandwich you're for lunch. It to a dog, a dog would eat its own vomit. Doesn't know. Tony, you're giving a dog a full like BLT. Is that what you're trying I'm to say? Fucking rolling out the fucking fancy silverware for the dog. Yeah, that's what I do because my dog is a fancy individual. I just like, you, you, didn't, you didn't say meatball; you said sandwich. Like people actually like put sandwiches on a plate. No, but, but when people say food, you like you don't think of like eating a fucking Snicker bar as food. That's right. more of a snack. I agree with that. It's it's yeah. It, it's it's a it's. A, I think candy has its own category where it's not necessarily considered food in general conversation. Yeah, You're like, not in, I wouldn't give my dog a bag of potato chips, but if I'm making some hot dogs or burgers on the grill, I may slip the dog a couple of hot dogs. Why not? A couple. Well, a couple. you know, yeah. What do you? What do you think? I'm putting it on a bun with relish and fucking well, cheese. Many, well, you just said you'd give a dog a sandwich. A hot dog. I, is mean, a sandwich. I didn't say I'd give the sandwich. How many hot dogs are you dropping on the ground? It depends oh. on how rumbly my stomach is. Drop it like it's hot. Dog. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Dog. <laughs> Uh, if you're tuning in for Eric Cannon, he is not with us this evening. Yeah, Eric, I'm Eric Cannon. What's going on, folks? Uh, How are he's Eric Cannon, when was the last time you were shot out of one? For a uh, later date and time. <laughs> so it's just the three of us tonight. Yeah, tough shit, folks. I think it's going to be a fucking party. Womp, womp. It, already, it, it already is. Because I was super, super jealous last week watching... From some dumb Halloween party. I was like, God damn it, I want to be doing the show. I don't want to be standing in these people's fucking driveway. They're not eating pizza. They're all dressed uh, up like idiots. All right. What what was the uh what was the best and worst costume you saw oh, last perfect week? Question. Oh, I, I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. There wasn't like a there wasn't like a slutty Harry Potter girl. No, or... it was they were it was a house party in fucking South Orange. It's all oh. fucking hipster assholes. Who's dressed like Black Adam? Any Black Adams? Any uh any other there were, decent... there were some superheroes and there were some uh Not the one dude had a really creepy chucky mask on and i was like you gotta take that shit off bro if you're gonna order pizza because it just creeped me out i thought you were a horror guy oh. a horror guy well yeah. you're a death guy yeah you are a death guy dude a death guy yeah you like the murder just, shows just because like- i enjoy listening to murder podcasts and watching murder shows does not mean i would like to be locked in a room or come face to face with a serial killer hmm. interesting on halloween where people are dressed up and you know it's a goof do, do that's be the perfect time to disguise yourself are you kidding me mm. it's like all like the stings that come out why not why not just dress as sting and then actually Sting actually is under a sting mask and then Sting goes to town. Never right. know. It's like when you're a kid toucher, you fucking turn the light on for Halloween. Break out those giant candy bars. Get all the kids to come to your house. <laughs> after you put the you know, after you park the van in the garage. All right, so so you bring this up. I'm gonna ask Wait, you a question. Long. What it um, what 
I've never touched a child in my life. That was not the question. Uh, okay. I heard I heard a friend of the show, Aunt Money, talking about uh, little Aunt Money uh, getting a uh, Benjamin from some creepy old guy who was handing him out for Halloween to all the little kids. Wait, hundreds? Hundo, hundo, yeah. Wait, is Ben on the Franklin? Is Ben, is ben, is ben on ben the Franklin? On, is, is Franklin on the hundred or is Franklin on the fifty? Kev, all about the Benjamins? That's a great point. Come on. Trying Listen, to get my right? hands I'm on allowed. some... Just shut up, Tony. I'm allowed. Trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace. That's a 50, by the way. Um, That's weird. Oh, that's right. US, Ulysses S. Grant. I'm just going to say that's weird. Yeah, it was uh, kind of interesting. Although, had I gotten a heads up earlier, I would have told my son to dress up and drove him down there to get a free hundo. Dude, if... Uh... Yeah, about to say, like, I'd, I'd go like I change oh, costumes. I change costumes. I go six times. <laughs> I would have sat on the guy's lap and talked to him about Halloween's he's, past. He's not dead next year. He's gonna have a lot of really big kids showing up at his house. Yeah, the three of us are gonna, <laughs> we're gonna be skipping like the, the Wizard of Oz. We're gonna be skipping down to this guy's house. Hello. <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm glad everyone's doing well. Everyone had a good week. Oh. Oh. Uh -oh. Happy birthday to my niece, Abigail. Four Uh, years old. Fuck yeah, dude. I can't believe you're four. I know you're not watching this. I hope not. Yes. (laughs) She she might still be young enough to handle it. But if my brother is or my sister-in-law are, happy birthday, Abby. I love you. Oh, your sister-in-law is definitely not listening to this. Maybe your brother, not your sister-in-law. Well, I mean, sometimes they spend time together. So look, yeah, it's a nice romantic <laughs> evening in. The kids are sleeping. Let's see what let's see what Kevin's doing. Let's listen to hey, let's get lost. ourselves let's get ourselves in the mood to stick our heads in a fucking wood chipper and check out the Shining <laughs> Wizards podcast. That's what fucking parents with kids want to do. Oh. Finally put finally put the little monsters to bed, and then you're gonna listen to us fucking jack offs. Just, just like Wu Tang, the Shining Wizards are for the children. Yeah, man. If you want to get your ladies or significant others all hot and bothered, tune into the Shining Wizards. We'll get you there. Allegedly. We're, oh, we're there, Tony. Oh, it's not alleged. There's nothing alleged about it. I can I can hear the drippings from across the country right now as we speak. The Ric Flair drippings. Wow. Woo! Woo wings! Woo! Woo woo! Woo wing! You know he said. I know it's funny. I actually started listening to his podcast. And, he, like, for someone who's done what he's done, like, party-wise and stuff, he actually seems like he's still got it pretty much together, like, up here in the old Domsky. And it's actually a pretty good podcast. Tony, have you listened to it? Nope. Actually, the – I have – I excuse me, this past week, I actually went back and listened to an episode of uh, Something to Wrestle. I haven't listened in a long time. Which one? Because I listen every, – it... every, every six weeks when they put out a new episode, I – I listen. It was it was like a recap of Montreal. And... Oh, the Megasode, the Montreal Screwjob yeah, Megasode. So it wasn't just Bruce Pritchard. They it was spliced... Foley. Yeah, Foley was... and um, uh, Gerald Briscoe. And I think there was somebody else that they glommed in there too. But it was interesting getting everybody's perspective, telling the story as to how things went down and like what, what led into it, what the fallout was. Especially here in Mick talking about like he didn't want to go back and 
you know, he went home yeah. that night famously and, and his thoughts on yeah. that. It was, it, it was a good listen. such an interesting topic that's literally been talked about to death. But whenever you can get someone else's perspective that you may not have heard of, heard from before on it, it still fascinates me. And I'll listen. Like if, like if Barry Horowitz was in, in WWE <laughs> in 1997, if he put out a, an episode of a podcast about the screw job, I'd listen to it. Now, like, Matt, you... Matt, you just sort of grunted there. What you know? Oh, like- I said, "Fuck that guy!" Whoa! Oh, fuck! Friend of the <laughs> show, Barry Horowitz. Well, Barry guess Horowitz. he yeah. would fucking piss on you if you were on fire. This fucking oh, Brett thinks Goldberg's the shits, but I belong in the Hall of Fame. He's gonna run with that fucking ball until he hits the fucking Pacific Ocean. Listen, it's his career. Let him keep running with the oh ball. Oh my dude. god, he's about to get eighty-six off the Facebook for me. Enough. I think he's. I think it's hysterical, dude. That and when he posts like the picture of him in the ring with the wolf pack, he's like, "Oh, so no one turns their back on the wolf pack? I do. <laughs> I love. I think it's hysterical." Fucking Dingleberry. The only God, thing that I, I I do have issue with Barry Horowitz is when he said that he has an action figure coming out on our show when he was on, and it's just like like a freaking a fan made a custom of it. Oh, well, look at that! A professional wrestler lied to us. That's what. All guys. right, so. Don't be mad at me. Be mad I'm not at mad at you. Why would I be mad at you? See, he's a fucking carny. They're all carnies. Especially <laughs> the guys from the 80s and the 90s. Uh, and that is that could not be depicted more than in our rewind later on. Holy shit. You want to talk about How about fucking, have you guys been up on Tales from the Territory? I like that post that you had there before. What I didn't see that? it. Sorry. I know, I was getting there. Matthew Birch, uh, listening to Shining Wizards is truly the perfect date night idea. And Eric Freeds brings up a good point. Yes, Tony did help Bauerhausen get laid with advice. Good on you, Eric. All Chris, right. Thank you for bringing that up. Story time. You got to bring, bro, you got to go in the Discord. Yeah, you got to join the Discord. If you're listening out there, you got to join the Discord. It's like a whole new world. All right, but all right. So if, let's, I need to know now, though. I'm not going to be able to do this show without knowing how you got somebody laid. He didn't. He thinks he did. He didn't. David Henry Bauer III, who will be joining us November 28th, as he was our November Patreon uh, winner. And we're going to do a Wizards Rewind to WCW Uncensored 1995. Moved to Texas, met a nice young lady, and things were going pretty well. And Tony suggested that he just do the old take it out and say, what are we going to do about this? Oh, boy. Now, it cannot be confirmed or denied if Mr. Uh, Bauer did this, but things are going very well for him. You're welcome. That was your advice, Tony? I, it was, it was kind of like, you know, if you're panicking, if you don't know where to move next, if that's you're the move. panicking, yeah. that's the move. That's a, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that I asked, Matt. I apologize. Hey, you wanted the story, bro. I did want the story. I was not expecting that. You were you were not apparently neither that. was she. Hi I was not expecting not, him to just take it out like Seinfeld. Remember that Seinfeld? You were not expecting that from Tony. 4chan Tony. Uh weird uh, I'm so horny Tony a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you didn't yeah, but not in like that. a real life situation. In a real life situation, what? Like I I, I don't think like I, I never expected Tony to like give somebody that advice in real life like and be Tony were you jo- were you fucking around or were you serious Kevin you I not, always I take life seriously bro come on do you not know Tony apparently I don't clearly you do not yeah nope, nope yet it 
All right. So, anywho, since we were talking, <laughs> we were uh, about uh, the Montreal screw job. Have you guys been up on Tales from the Territories? I watched Florida. Okay. I started watching Stampede, but I'm not very far into it. I liked Florida. There's a lot there that I was that I don't think I've ever really dove deep into. Yeah, like uh hmm, Eddie Graham, quite the uh, drunken pilot, huh? I mean, I that's why yeah. you know, fucking blow your brains out, I guess. Yeah. Him and his kid. Yeah. They both went the same way. That's fucked. Um, but yeah, there was a bunch of stuff there that I didn't know that I liked. Um, I watched the Stampede one, and I don't think there's a lot of meat on the bone there, Tony and Kevin. There, there's a very, like, it's a weird group. It's like Dr. D, Abdullah, so fucking, what the hell is the other guy's name? Not uh, nice Bob Slice Bob, or some Bob shit? Coots, Bob Coots. Yeah, what the fuck was his name? Oh, I know who that is. I know who that and, is. Uh, and uh, everybody's favorite old man lesbian, Bret Hart. You watch your fucking mouth, dude. Yeah, Tony, that was, you know. That was uncalled for, unnecessary. Yeah. Take back those nasty words. Yeah. I mean, they're not. No yeah, class Bobby Bass. That's the guy. No class. Bobby, Bobby. Is he on ISPW this week? No. Uh, no class he Bobby Bass. No, I don't. He could not him. get booked. Uh, uh, let's see. No, because I'm not booked, Terry. Oh, Matt, you know who else is going to be at the ISPW show accompanying Ooh. Rick Recon? Miss DeVille. Does that name ring a bell? Miss DeVille. Miss DeVille is... is that from the fucking Kayla Sparks DVD, you creep? Kayla's tag team partner in the Diva Killers. It's funny how that works, right? No class Bobby Bass. Small. You know, world. Kayla Sparks was in the PWI 150. Well, of course yes. she was. She's right, hitting so her stride, baby. Of course she was. Oh, I don't. Un- I don't. Okay. I don't understand yeah. why Abdullah is on the show. He didn't because have a stampede run. He did, but he, he. They do. They 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 really didn't really pick a lot of people from Stampede huh. that you I mean, expected. Then again, a lot of them are gone. Tra- yeah, I was about to say it's yeah. the Hart family. Let's be call a spade a spade here. But I mean, like, like guys that you would have thought, like the Bulldogs, they're both gone. Um, Bad News Brown, he's gone. Yeah. You know, like these, these were is like Muckus Singh still alive. Ooh, no. I don't think he is. That was uh, Bash and Booger, right? Bash and Booger and Friar Ferguson. Yep. And uh, Crazy Ivan, not Crazy Ivan. Um, <laughs> Crazy Ivan. Cousin Luke. <laughs> not Cousin Luke. Who the fuck was he uh, in um, WCW? He was a no, mental patient. Get there. Come on, Kev. Norman the Lunatic. Oh, no. Norman. Oh, sorry. We need the show to move on. Kevin would have not let us stop and fucking continue until he got it. Uh, he's been dead since September 11th, 2010. Oh, Jesus Christ. A pulmonary <laughs> embolism. Oh, I, I hate hearing stuff like that. Uh, not going to live there. Do you hate hearing that he died or that he had a pulmonary embolism? Or both? I hate, I hate, I, both. I hate hearing about people dying from something that you don't see coming. Like a train? <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. A pneumonary embolism. Excuse me? What? A pul- <laughs> what? Listen, come on. If, I'll, like, give you, I'll, I'll give you 20 like, bucks if you can say it right now. Is that like a preliminary hearing? A pulmonary embolism. I'll get, if you can say the word, Matt. 
I just said pulmonary four times. Oh, that's what I said. I said pulmonary. That didn't sound like it. Play it back. Can we get a replay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pulmonary? The only, so the stampede one was fine, but fuck fuck Abdul the Butcher. You he said th- butt fuck. He makes this real he gets like real awkward with Brett about like a check. Yeah, he apparently Stu stiffed him on money. What the fuck out of here, Abdul the Butcher, you fucking cocksucking piece of shit. Did you like the footage of Abdullah licking the blood off his hand from the other dude? Oh, and he never gave anybody hep C. No, Abdul the Butcher would never do that. You fucking crusty old shit. Go back to your fucking barbecue joint and stop harassing fucking Grandma Bret Hart. You heart you fucking dead for like 20 years. You Why you... Why are you yeah, calling? So Matt, you 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 literally lambasted Tony for taking the shot at Bret Hart, and you just did the same. Well, we, I did. Uh, write it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, write it down. <laughs> write it down. Grandma Bret Hart is the name of the episode. I'm writing it down. That'll get us some yeah. listens. Will it? I hope so. I know what I did. Yeah, Stu Hart's been fucking dead for twenty years, and this fucking shit dick with his fucking stupid head shows up. Shit on this fucking show and he like awkwardly is like oh you got that check for me you fucking ghoul he's a wrestler that's what they look for they're yeah, checks. He's a fucking carny asshole him and barry harwood should go jump off a fucking bridge together they like <laughs> them apples jesus dude holding hands or what yeah you know who they could take with them take fucking jacques rougeau too that's fucking <laughs> asshole <laughs> And fucking Ken Patera. Fuck Ken Patera too. <laughs> you watched the AWA episode where Ken Patera's like, nobody wants to talk to me about my wrestling career. They want to talk about the McDonald's incident. Because you threw a fucking rock through a McDonald's window, you psychopath. Did you, did you hear him blaming some, like, 16-year-old yeah. kid for doing it? And fucking Medusa's like, Ken, it was a 30-pound rock. <laughs> You're going to sit here and lie to my face? <laughs> Fuck, Ken Cham- Fuck him too, not Ken Shamrock. Yeah, Ken I saw Ken Shamrock Friday, last Friday what? at New Japan. Uh, I thought you were going to say at the Halloween show, the Halloween party. No, 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 no. Holy shit. I was all f- fired up, man. I missed last week. I got uh, Eric Fried's, Eric Fried's brings up a good point. Uh, Marco Stunt, you want him to jump off the roof too? Oh my God, Eric, with the fucking Marco Stunt stuff. Enough, dude. You've beaten <laughs> that horse. That horse is literally glue now. It's the glue that's holding yeah. Abdullah the Butcher's head together. Matt, but you, to be fair, you took you took the horse outside and shot it yourself. And I'm okay with that. That's my gimmick. You can't steal my gimmick and then run it into the ground. That's what they do with horses. Shit. Ride it into the ground. You ride that horse into the ground. Right. And you turn it into glue. <laughs> what else do you want to talk don't about? Come at, don't come at us, Peter. We love animals. Oh, what kind my of God. animals? Yeah, I don't like birds. Uh-oh. What's wrong like- with birds? Oh, because you don't like Frankie. That's why. Birds are disease-carrying little shitheads. And fuck that Frankie, bro. Fuck that Dude, stupid birds thing. are adorable. Birds are adorable. They are. Can you get a yeah. little bit? Yeah. yeah. Birds are adorable. I feed my dog this. How many pets you got in your house? Uh, zero. Oh, Tony, the animal lover, doesn't have no animals, but he's an animal expert. Fuck out of here. Kind of with Matt on birds. Birds are gross. Yeah. Birds are I, awesome. 
birds are awesome. Like an yeah. eagle is awesome. The bird that's outside that just shit on my deck and then's gonna eat some nasty worm in the ground, and then yeah. God knows what else is doing rolling around and pig vomit. Then it flies into my sun porch. No, yes. that's what they do. They're going. We're gonna go riding some, roll around in pig vomit, and go land on this dickhead's porch. That's you know exactly those birds that like they hang out at the farm and they they live in the poop and they eat the poop. Yeah, Who chickens? That's what you have for no. dinner. Fucking Nimrod. Have you seen where chickens live? It's disgusting. I don't care. They taste delicious. They take the feathers <laughs> off. They hose them down. The Briscoe <laughs> brothers take great care of them. You think, poop, you, poop. you think uh, you think Frankie tasted good when he was all crispy? Who do you think ate? Who do you think accidentally ate Frankie? Like, who do you think? They definitely killed that bird, right? As a as a rib. No, they no. The bird died in a house fire. House fire. Dude, it was that. There's no possible way that that was the same Frankie for the whole run. All right, so let me ask you this: After well, how, burnt up well, in what's the, house, the lifespan of a bird, Tony? After you think, uh, after you, after it burnt up in the house fire, you think Frankie, like you know, put a little hot, sh- a little hot shit on there, and you know, Coco, not Frankie, Frankie, oh, can't Coco, yeah. Well, you never know, but uh, yeah, Coco probably enjoyed himself some uh, some crispy Frankie. You no, know? I heard he, he was have devast- to, I heard he? he was devastated by it. He was. I got his phone number. We should call him. Do it. Uh, do we have a I phone? Da- I dare you. No, we don't have a phone gimmick. He just got on the the Twitter. Coco? There's a whole article here about him being devastated. I love There's Coco. Nothing here, but uh, but yo, the and- chat is on fire. By the way, fucking uh, JJ, handsome Kevin. By the way, with Tony on this one, birds are awesome. Frankie forever. Eric Freeds. If you bring a girl back and she's like got anything romantic to listen to, and you're like, best I can do is Shining Wizards Grandma Bret Hart episode, you will get married. Fucking yeah. <laughs> ah, okay. A, man. Holy right. shit. Eric Freeze, if you ever if you get married based on this show, the three of us will walk her down the aisle. Okay, Keith Parker's got a good point. Who tasted better, Frankie or Pepper? I we would say Pepper. I'm Pepper. Pepper was is- like at least like like chow mained up with a little sauce and shit like that. No, Pepper was a work though. Frankie was real. No, yeah, Pepper okay. was real. What about here, Pepper or Quake Burgers? I don't like snake. I've had rattlesnake before. I don't care for you it. You didn't know it was python. Pepper. Yeah, whatever. This you is a python. Like this ain't no rattlesnake. You... You know? Yeah, but pythons are muscle snake. <laughs> yeah, Tony will eat the snake whole. <laughs> I'll put the snake in my hole. Goddamn, pal. <laughs> G-F-Y-O-H. <laughs> There's no G-F-Y-O-A. There's no possible way that, that that bird lived its whole lifespan with Coco Beware on the road. All right, well, let's, let's think about this lifespan. How long was it? Well, Frankie it was a long. McCall, right? McCall or a cockatoo? Oh, it wasn't a cockatoo. What's wrong? What's his name? Was a I don't know. What, do you think I, I'm an ornithologist here? What's an ornithologist? A hyacinth macaw can so live up to 50 birds. years. So it 50? could have, Yeah. Yeah. That's a bird that like has its own habitat. It lives in the jungle. It lives in your living room. This bird was on the road with wrestlers in the 80s. Here, captive counterparts for macaws generally live 35 to 50 years, and the oldest pet macaw reportedly lived 112 years. That's right. It's like a turtle with wings. Oh, here we go. Unfortunately, the truth is that keeping a parrot as a pet is cruel and potentially dangerous. Yeah, wow, you need the internet to fucking tell you that. <laughs> Dude, I don't know the bird. I don't know. Birds no, I know you know. don't know. 
Listen, there's nothing redeeming about an animal that can poop on you when you don't know. Like, from above. Dude, like a little budgie, like one of them little blue or green ones, and they hop around and they go, beep, 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 beep. Like, they're fucking Birds awesome, fly, dude. man. I don't want a bird to hop. If you are if you have the ability to fly, stop hopping, man. Yeah, but you see those little brown birds that walk on the sidewalks? They hop everywhere. They're the they worst. Hop, dude. Oh, they make noise when I'm trying to sleep? F them. They no, those you. are... Blackbirds are the ones that make birds talking to me. I don't care. Birds know my name. Get out oh, of here, they're, stupid. They're, they're fucking squawking too loud over the night. Yeah, they're squeaking and they're squawking. Get out of here. How did we get to this? <laughs> they're not chickens, dude. What? Birds aren't chickens? No, chickens are birds, not chickens the other way around. Birds, no, not. Oh, I didn't say all chickens. birds are chickens. I said birds are chickens. No, birds are not chickens. Yeah, that's what chickens. I said, and you just told me I'm wrong. Birds chickens. Are- Chickens are birds, but birds aren't chicken. I didn't say all birds. I, said I birds. understand. You can say that a hundred times. I'll say five more times. <laughs> You're still wrong, dude. What do you mean? Bird... Birds are not chickens, for Christ's sake. Listen to yourself say that out loud. You just said it three times out loud. Listen birds... to yourself saying it. Birds are chickens. No, they're not. No, they're not, you dummy. You said it again. That's right. And I'll keep saying it. <laughs> Would you say... <laughs> what are we doing? Would you say I, I, I don't know, but I'm having a great time. Is a, peng- <laughs> is a penguin a chicken? No. No. Penguin's a bird. Is a bird a penguin? <laughs> but, but birds are chickens. A bird's a penguin, yes. <laughs> birds are penguins. <laughs> I love how he's so wrong, but he's just running with it. Nope. 100%, 100% accurate. Ask <laughs> an ornithologist. Holy shit. Why do you know what an ornithologist is? You know what? That's a great question. I'm not even 100% sure if it's right. I thought an ornithologist is somebody that followed O.J. Simpson. No, that's uh, <laughs> that's the furniture. That's Simpsonite. Wow, that's... <laughs> oh, 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 I feel like I just relived 9-11. Jesus Christ. <laughs> you two hit those buildings hard as fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God damn. Let's see. Ornithology is a branch of zoology dealing with birds. That's right. Look at this. Look at that. Not not just a hat rack, boys. He knows something as technical as an ornithologist, but he doesn't know that birds are chickens. I do know birds are chickens. I said it six oh, times. Chickens are birds. Birds are not chickens. Oh, thank you, Tony, for agreeing with me. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, you guys agreed on uh, a couple things this past week. Oh, I think I know where we're going. Ooh. Uh, the WWE headed over to Saudi Arabia, uh, and we had to make picks for the crown, Jizul. You know what sucks? I don't have the Saudi Arabia uh, national anthem anymore in the system. Otherwise, I'd be playing it. Good. Oh, G, G Willikers. Yeah. <laughs> Shucks. <laughs> it's a shame we missed that. That that ship has sailed. Oh boy. Uh, the crown jewel was Saturday afternoon at noon. Um, and from my understanding, I okay. Now you can go. I uh, heard it was a great show. Uh, I did not watch it, uh, but I do know the results. I saw some of the highlights. Uh, the uh, wonderful wrestling community seemed to be fifty-fifty on one Logan Paul. I won't. The, no, I know 50 I that, F- the, the 50 that was down on him are freaking morons. Yep. I could agree with that. 
Uh, well, then I don't need to say anymore. I got your feelings right off the bat. Yeah. He's, he was awesome. He was incredible. I think the uh, the thing he did with his phone is one of the most spectacular things I've ever seen. And it makes sense because he's a fucking YouTuber. Like, you know? Yeah. It, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into the aftermath yet, but we, we don't have to. We but can. Dude, Logan Paul is... He's a pro wrestler in my eyes. Like, if he wants to wrestle... Every single Monday on my TV, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm sorry. Dude Dude had, what, three matches? Maybe, uh, two matches? Three matches? Guy knows what he's doing. He's, he, he trains hard. He respects the, the business. He respects pro wrestling. And he literally could not have put on a better performance than he did on, uh, on Saturday. I, I loved everything about it. So, haters going to hate. And that's it. So watch yeah, watch some more wrest- watch some more wrestling and then you'll and come talk to me. I uh um I don't really have a problem with it. You know, it was I look at the Crown Jewel as a throwaway show. A throwaway uh, I, show. Yeah, I think it's like I don't know, it's just like I don't know, call it fucking Call you know it ladders. I don't give a shit what you call no, it. No, no, you're you're actually you're actually kind of right because I was thinking about this because like this time period from like maybe not yet, but like from like Survivor Series to like Royal Rumble is kind of like the lame duck period for for WWE, right? Like you have you know Survivor Series, which is a major pay per view. You do whatever you do in December, but the real stuff starts picking up at the Rumble and then goes on through WrestleMania. So I can understand what you're saying. This is this being viewed as a throwaway show, but it didn't feel like a throwaway show when watching it. All right, and that's great. Look, I know people were like super upset, like how how dare Logan Paul get a shot at the champion? He's only wrestled two matches. Who, honestly, who gives a flying fuck? And they did such a great job with the buildup, man. Like they did such a good job for like the limited appearances that Logan Paul had on TV and with the press conference. It, like and then him showing up on the show with his own like technical quote unquote bloodline, like I don't know anything about Jake Paul. I only know about Logan Paul because of his interaction with wrestling. But like him, and the thought of him and maybe Jake fighting the Usos at WrestleMania really intrigued me. But obviously now I don't think that's going to happen. But I again, I love I watched the, the show, enjoyed the heck out of this match, loved it. Look, Triple H clearly has an idea of what he's doing, right? Right. So he would not put Logan Paul in a position to fail. And Logan Paul being the showman that he is. Don't get it twisted. Him and his brother, they're showmen. Right. right? Don't forget, Logan Paul fought fucking Floyd Mayweather. Knocked him out. Right. Or beat him. And his brother has been doing... His brother's doing MMA exhibitions against Anderson Silva and Tyrone Woodley, like... They've made fucking names for themselves doing MMA and kickboxing and boxing and all this goofy shit. Yeah. It's a, it, to my point, I feel like it's a throwaway pay per view, but you put Logan Paul on there. You put it on a Saturday afternoon. We went to Dave and Buster's the other night. There were fucking Crown Jewel posters everywhere. Come here and watch the Crown Jewel, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. Really? I got news for you. Those posters aren't there when it's Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley or Roman Reigns and. And uh, I don't fucking know who the fuck he's feuding with now. I, I don't. Drew McIntyre. There was no Clash at the Castle uh, poster at the Dave and Buster's. Interesting. 
because they usually try to draw. I don't. I don't know if they still do with the peacock stuff. I don't know how those pay per view type situations work in restaurants. But like every time that I would go to like a, you know a, a, a I don't know, uh, any any one of those places, they would always have the poster for every single show out there. Come watch this here. But, well, don't forget too. Logan Paul is a huge selling point. He's got a hell of a following on his own. Not yeah, to vi- mention that video of him jumping off the top. Within the first 24 hours, it got something like 38 million views. That's 38 insanity. million views. Yeah. That's insanity. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you the numbers went up for the for the show. And a lot of it was basically because – I'm not going to say all of it because that's just unfair to everyone else. Because, listen, let's, let's not get it twisted either. Roman Reigns is a, is a bona fide, like, mega, mega, mega star in professional wrestling. He's The bloodline is the best thing going in professional wrestling today. And I, I believe that firmly. And it's the most entertaining segment in all of wrestling. So Roman Reigns deserves some credit too. But Logan Paul brings new eyes. Roman Reigns brings the eyes. But Logan Paul brings... like Logan Paul brings you to the dance and Roman Reigns makes you want to stay. Boom. Nailed it. Perfect. And then, but, and, but then once you get to the dance, Logan Paul's still dancing. He ain't he, he ain't sitting on the he, he what do, what do you call those people that used to go to the wall uh, back in the dances back in school like there was a term for the people that would just sit and as opposed to the people that would dance nerds all right fine Logan Paul ain't no nerd uh, what the heck were they called it was a term for them sitters shitters quitters no, no, fitters no 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 no, 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 no. Uh, anyway, um, he's not one of those. He's not a shitter. He's not a sitter. He's not a wallflowers. Wallflowers. Hot Spock coming in hot. That's yeah. it. It's all him. Wall he flowers. got you to the dance, but when you got there, he was no wallflower. He was in there killing it with Roman Reigns. Oh, and then Agent Joe says, and then Uncle Tony teaches you how to close the dance date. Fuck uh, yeah, dude! Yeah. Just take that shit out. Tony, you should, do a spin- Even- you should do a. Should do a spin-off podcast where you just give dating advice to people. Even after dancing and getting all sweaty, you're just gonna take it out. Fuck yeah, there, dude. There's no like I gotta go freshen up before we do this. You don't go in, you don't wipe it down, maybe a little talcum powder, baby powder. Pheromones, baby. Drives the bitches wild. What if you got nah. a stinky sack? What if your sack smells like onions? I disagree, Tony. Then it fucking tastes like a hamburger. I don't know what to tell you. You go, you go, you go in. You, you shower off, and and you go back out there. But what if the shower is not uh, an uh, accessible, Kevin? You're at a dance. You you don't even have a towel. You didn't bring a change of clothes. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I got nothing for that. I plug Manscape, but fuck them. They don't give us free shit anymore. So you said butt fuck again. I'd love uh, saying butt fuck. <laughs> mm. Look, I mean, say uh, it to my face. Unless she feels this fucking insatiable desire to have some hot dog when things are picking up, I mean, who gives a shit? If you're bumping uglies, what are you gonna do? You think you're gonna smell like fucking rot? Like, no. AJ Joe says, uh, "Helicopter it then." No, because if you helicopter, you might waft it around. You don't want to do that. Like, if it's gonna be stank, you want to just kind of leave it there. Double J Rogue, Handsome Kevin says, shower in the locker room. Here's the thing. At the school dance, they got all that shit locked up. They don't want you fucking with none of that no, shit. They don't. Yeah, who's planning ahead that they're going to take a shower in the locker room? No, the, those gym dance. teachers got them towels on lockdown, bro. I don't know what they fucking do in Minneapolis, but here, they'd fucking, they'd fucking hate on you all the time. Yo, what are you taking a shower for at the dance, bro? 
But then you tell them, I'm going to try and get up in them guts, son. They, then they'll just say, get up in them guts. What the fuck are you doing? You know what? While you're in there washing your balls, two other dudes just got up in them guts. Oh, that's a great. Wow. That's a great point. Two, no less. That's yeah. not the lady you want to spend your time with. If she's letting two dudes yeah. up in them guts, I mean, the amount of time it took you to, to wash your, your nads. Well, I mean, she's not somebody taking home to mom, but she's somebody you'll take home. Right. But what if there's like a chance encounter with mom in the morning? Why would you let her stay? Yeah, she already had great... two other dudes up in them guts. Yeah. What if you're tired? What if you had a long stay? Uh, then you got other problems to worry about yeah. than getting up I, in them guts. And also, I'm hoping she's driving herself. Yeah, you got to kind of reevaluate it. That yeah. Wow, look at you fucking Prince Charmings. She's not staying. <laughs> I hope she drives herself. If, if no it's wonder a why you're EFY. Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about, <laughs> are we talking about someone that you're seeing? Like you're dating? Or you just never a random? Know. Look, you could just try to be getting up all up in them guts. And then if you bring I'm her all, home if, and she's like, She's like, let me wear this Brian Myers mask while you hit me from behind. And you're like, oh my God, this is my dream girl. Put a little throat yogurt on her back. Yeah, and then like it turned out you wanted to start out as a one night stand, but now you're in love with this girl. No, oh, hey, listen. It happens. It happens. But making I, her fucking wear the Brian Meyer mask and during wedding pictures. No, you're not making her do anything she wants to. Oh God! This is she oh, wants. Man, to... You're a major. You're a major brother. Let me wear this. <laughs> major Mark. Um, Whatever, dude. <laughs> Listen, if she, you're still getting some, and she's wearing a Brian Myers mask, so it's like, no, I don't know. That would be that'd be weird. I didn't. I didn't grab it. I didn't take in the whole spectrum of what you've been saying. <laughs> and that's the worst thing you've ever said on the show. Is it? Wow, because I made a couple of pedophile jokes before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Strike it from the record. Strike it. It has been stricken. I'm not. What is this? We're striking things to the record. We're making motions. What are we in fucking court? That's right. Yeah, we want to make you feel like you never left this. No. All right. So it was. uh, We did a crown jewel Saturday. Roman Reigns successfully defends the title against uh, Logan Paul. I don't think there was any doubt of that uh, outcome. No. We all had the Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. Uh, they did. Uh, they did a little hot potato with the women's tag titles on Raw. Yeah, that was some bullshit. Bliss and Oscar won, and then they promptly lost it right back. And I lost that match. That was one of yeah. the matches I lost. Yeah, I thought we all. I thought all three of us went six and two, but I guess not. According to no, the, you probably the read the seven uh, seven picks that you sent in. <laughs> oh yeah, Ronda. Did Ronda win? Did Ronda Rousey win her match? Did she ever? She fucked Natty up and broke her nose. That That's poor right. woman had to go have surgery. Yeah, for, for those who don't know, I thought Ronda Rousey was fighting uh, Natalia on the show, and I sent the pics with Ronda, and everyone was like, "Ronda, Ronda." Then I sent the same exact text again. <laughs> he sent it twice. I sent it twice because the copy and paste feature on my phone was not working with the new pics, so I sent the same one over again. Uh, we found out post show that Logan Paul injured his ACL, MCL, and he had a meniscus tear. And we also found out during the pay per view that maybe Jay Uso uh, broke his wrist because Michael Cole had said that he had uh, potentially broke his wrist during the show. No, I think he went into it with the injury. Yes. Yeah. Um, but they were successful against the brawling brutes. That's right. Uh, we all had that pick correct. Uh, Kevin took uh, Bobby Lashley. 
and the Brockster one, although my understanding is Brock was dominated for the whole match and they used the old Bret Hart Roddy Piper finisher. They tried to use the old Bret Hart Roddy Piper finisher. <laughs> Didn't really work out that great. Neither one of those guys should be doing anything like that. No, they're they're I mean, they're athletes, but Yeah, but still. They're big athletes. Like Dusty Rhodes says, don't do anything you can't do. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. That, out. Yeah, that, that that was tough. And there, there's looking back, there's no reason why I, I shouldn't have gotten the show perfect. I'm thinking. Wow. Yeah, wow. me either, but shit doesn't work out that way sometimes. Yeah, yeah me too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I support I support all that. But like I'm <laughs> My logic into this, and I guess some things in WWE, dude. Once I heard Brock Lesnar's pop when he came out, I was like, dude, he's winning. I was like, I'm fucked. Like, he's definitely winning this match. Can I ask you a question off topic, Matt? Yo, yo. How Mm. many pay per views do we have between Wrestle Kingdom and the Royal Rumble? 17. Do we, is it that many? No. Like at the end of the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. How many more after Wrestle Kingdom? I think we just have Hard to Kill after Wrestle Kingdom. And that, oh, hmm. So you have Hard Times, Full Gear, Survivor Series, uh, whatever December WWE pay-per-view is, uh, Wrestle Kingdom, and... Is there a January WWE show? I know they canceled yeah, the Royal day Rumble. one. Oh, yeah. God. Royal Rumble. <laughs> wow. No, because they did day one <laughs> and Royal Rumble. I know they canceled, they canceled day, one. day one. Yes, our... Our year starts on the Royal Rumble, so uh, Hard to Kill will be the last uh, pay-per-view of the year. Mm. Time's ticking, boys. You're up... uh, Who are you talking to? You're up seven games? Yeah, you're up 20 on me, so look out. I'm coming like a street train. Talk. I feel like we shouldn't punish the two losers. I feel like we should just punish the third place. No, it's always been the same, Kevin. Don't start fucking backpedaling now like you're Sauce Gardner. Uh, Sauce Gardner's a stud. Don't you dare besmirch the name of Sauce Gardner. I wasn't. I said stop backpedaling like him. Keith Parker said, could the J broken wrist allegedly become an angle where Sammy steps in to defend the belts with Jimmy and gets pinned? Are you feeling oozy about that? That's incredible that you worked that in there. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm a, if they if they have to, it's a it's it's available if they need to. Yeah, but they should not get rid of Sami Zayn at this point. Like, not yet. They're not ready to get rid of him yet. No, but no, why but... would you get rid of him? You would just continue to build the dissension between Jay and Sami. Because I think if he loses, then I don't think uh, Roman would have any choice. But to no, because I think Roman's be like, this guy has stepped Whoa. up. This guy is is up to his game. We're going to the Waffle House. We're very oozy about it. Jim yeah, Cornell but if they lose the titles, no. the tribal chief may not like that. No, but maybe he'll blame Jay and not, or yeah, blame like Jay Jimmy broke and his not. wrist. Fucking Sammy stepped into a, a situation he wasn't yeah. fully prepared for. I, I think the dynamic between Sammy and, and Roman is too good to just drop this fast. It's so mm. freaking funny. Like, have you guys watched? Like, I went on YouTube and watched all the times that Sammy Zayn has made people break character and just start laughing in the middle of their segments, and it's absolute gold Sami Zayn is like i said in my top five last week he is the most popular quote-unquote bad guy that in all of professional wrestling right now so. um drew mcintyre won by escaping the cage uh, i think kevin picked carrying cross i did uh me and tony took uh claymore uh oh, the yeah. judgment day beat the oc i think i took the oc yeah did. both you guys did yep yeah 
Uh, Braun Strowman beat Omus. I think we all got that one. Yeah. Uh, the Usos, we went over that. Uh, I picked Bailey to beat Bianca Belair. Uh, and that's on me. Yeah. I thought we were going to get the title change. Well, to I your saw. point earlier about it being like a throwaway show, I was like, all right, are we really going to get an entire show that doesn't have a title change? And to me, the only title that made sense to change was the hot shot of the women's tag team title. It was damage control. Yeah. I had a feeling it was going to be one way or the other, but I kind of... Well, I kind of chickened out on it, and I was just like, I just went with the champs to retain on both, and I came out one and one. So the champs are here. So now the Usos are going to wrestle the New Day on SmackDown Friday. That's right. And then if I guess if they win, they get some sort of to be like the longest tag champs like ever. They'll be poised to break the New Day's record as longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. That's nuts. This, this bloodline storyline is like so perfect for it, though. So I, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not even mad. You eat that whole wheel be, of cheese, and I'm not even mad. Why would you be mad? I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, people get mad about everything, so I'm sure there are some people that want to see a change at some point. But I think the story is so good that it's like I feel like people get mad when they when they expect them to win all the time. So like maybe people will be like, oh, why why am I even watching this? It's obvious that Roman's gonna win. It's obvious that the Usos are gonna win. Uh, but I enjoy it. I think it's I think it's great. I think it builds up the the greatness for when they eventually do lose. And it, I don't know I, at this point, I don't know who the Usos lose to. Cause I don't think there's any other tag teams that are on their level. I don't know. I mean, who beats the Usos and who beats Roman? Cody Rhodes beats Roman and uh, FTR beats the Usos. But here's the thing now, Tony. Bray Wyatt coming back throws a completely a complete monkey wrench into the situation. No, it doesn't. Fuck Bray Wyatt. Oh, okay. <laughs> monkeys cannot be wrenches, but wrenches can be monkeys. That's right. Birds Fuck are yeah, dude. Birds are chickens. Here's another. So, Kevin, you watched the show. Good show? Sure did. Would you recommend it? Yes, 100%. Uh, I did not see the show. And on, I'll be completely honest with you. I probably won't go back and watch it just because time is of the essence. Sure. But uh, another thing that I'm completely fascinated with. Uh-oh. People were so butthurt Uh-oh. about the buckshot lariat. All right. Here, I noticed a- it. I, when I saw it, I, I obviously thought about Adam Page. But afterwards, I, n- I haven't given a, a thought since. Two people Not are one thought until you, until you just mentioned it right now. People are crazy. It's a fucking. It's a wrestling move. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who? Yeah. Mortis is the answer. Who did it before Adam Page? Mortis. Oh yeah, WCW Worldwide, baby. No, <laughs> the world is watching. He's throwing fucking buckshot lariats, man. Way ahead of his time. God. That's crazy. Yeah, I, when I saw it, obviously I thought of Hangman, but sure. I, like I didn't give it a second thought till right now. Phil Rea, records and streaks are made to be broken. It's how they end, of course. I don't see any team beating the Usos right now. Yeah, he's right. That's a good point. Fair point. 
Uh, yeah, I mean everything. They're, they're 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 going to lose. All three of them are going to lose. Yes, when the time is right. Matthew right. Birch, Bray Wyatt should stay far away from any title picture. All right, that's a fair point. I'll take that. But I, I you just you just don't know is what is what I'm saying. Is like if Bray Wyatt, like you heard the reaction Bray Wyatt got, like it was insane. If you heard the the reaction that Drew McIntyre got, that was nuts. And I know it's a different, it's a completely different land. It's a different country. And they just wanted to see their guys go over. So again, back to Matt's throwaway show point. I think it's one that we could kind of just, this was awesome, but it didn't really happen. Cause like, it's like the lame duck period. Like you're not starting a new feud before rumble. Like you're just not like Drew McIntyre is not going to start another program. Like right now they're going to him and cross is not done. I don't think, which is why I picked cross. Because I thought that they were going to go further, which is why I picked Lashley, because Brock is going to be gone until probably the Rumble. So, like, you you still have to do stuff, and you're not going to start something new. Bobby Lashley might have a filler because Brock won't be here, but Cross and Drew McIntyre is not over by any stretch, I don't think. Um, It looks like, because Triple H is running the show, that Survivor Series is going to be a War Games theme. So War obviously. games, daddy. War uh, games, games, daddy. The match beyond. So you would assume it's going to be the bloodline, but who would you put the bloodline against? I I wouldn't go that far. I think we're gonna. I think we'd see Judgment Day and the OC, in and and some additions there. Because well, they the- said they said in the advertisement it's ten superstars. Each one only has four right now. So that's uh-huh. what that's what kind of threw me off guard. So maybe it could be Bloodline because Bloodline is five. Yeah, the Bloodline yeah. is five. Yeah. yeah. Unless they do two matches. They're, they're not all going to be War Games matches. No, it's not a no more Hell in the Cell, right? Yeah. Listen, so well, I, don't, <clears throat> I don't care. Like, is, if you get like one women's War Games, one. Now, here's the thing now. Are you doing a War? What are your thoughts on a War Games match with? With uh, Rhea Ripley and if um, uh, the OC involved a female. The Mike Spear just hit you with it. Definitely Judgment versus OC, Edge, and Beth. Yeah, but the advertisement that they did on the show, and if anyone's in the chat that watched Crown Jewel, I thought they said 10 superstars, meaning it was going to be a five-on-five. So my initial thought was if it's OC versus Judgment Day, then Edge and Mysterio come back and join Judgment Day. I mean, join uh, the OC, and that's the team. And if it's uh, Judgment Day, maybe Ripley does go in and they add a new member. I really hope they don't put Ripley in the ring if they do that shit. No, nope. but she's like the she's like the de facto like like muscle of the group. I and mean, I yes, know you have Damian Priest. She is the China of. She's so, what China was to DX. Exactly, and they had no problem putting China in the ring, so I don't think they'll have a problem putting Rhea Ripley in the ring. Now, if you want to go Bloodline versus somebody, I feel like the Bloodline versus Judgment Day would have been the way to go because Bloodline is not feuding with enough people that would constitute a heated rivalry, I don't think, right now as we stand in November. There's just – they're feuding amongst each other, and there's like no one – like who they who like? Can you think of four or five guys off the top of your head that the bloodline would fight? Uh, I don't. 
I don't watch enough of the WWE product, but I guess we'll find out after this show, right? After tonight, right. we're going with the Wizards. I'm going to throw this one up here right now. They could probably just put a hodgepodge together, right? Like, right, so- like Bobby Lashley and Claymore and, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but Triple H, Triple H made it a point to saying that it's going to be – and now we're now the Usos are fighting the New Day on Friday, like we said, so that could be the development of potentially getting them involved. But Matthew Birch just said, yes, both war games are going to be five. So both war games are going to be five on five. The bloodline is on the poster, so I'm assuming they're going to be in the men's war game match. All right. I didn't I didn't I didn't see the poster. So but I mean they're, they're also the top act in all professional wrestling, so that could just be a coincidence. But I feel like the the feud between the OC and the uh and um Judgment Day has just been too good not to put in that in 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 the cage. Like I think you get Edge and Mysterio back, and maybe Bloodline or uh, Judgment Day add somebody else. I thought Mysterio went to SmackDown and he was doing whatever Raw. He is he yeah he fought Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship, lost to him on Friday. But I feel like you can't just leave that story that way. I feel like that's all part of like the further storytelling with him not wanting to fight Dominic, and then eventually he'll come around. And do it whether there's enough time to do it because I'm not 100 sure when Survivor Series is. It's usually around Thanksgiving, um, but Bruce, people seem to be high on the Brutes, Sheamus, and the New Day. Right. That would work. Yeah, Matthew Birch and Keith Parker both said the same thing. But is that in War Games? <sighs> you have to bridge the gap, right? Between now, so Roman has no feud right now, right? So we're coming off a of Crown Jewel. Raw is happening tonight so we have to we have what three weeks to say to build this right right if, so, so we're looking to make new stars we're looking to put people in these positions you have was the brutes is what gunther no that's no oh that's a Sheamus's group it's Sheamus. it's ridge holland and uh butch and uh, yeah. what does not speak whatever his name is yeah and, and, go ahead sorry you know Sheamus can go he's a formidable opponent for roman reigns oh, i agree you know, and if it gets the new day involved, I mean, I'm not, ter- I'm not against. I don't think it'll be bad. No, I, I'm if they did, if they decided to do that, I would because the the brawling brutes have done a tremendous job of getting themselves uh, popular, and Sheamus has totally resurrected his career with this. And so, if you want to tell me that Sheamus is in a main event in 2022, I will not frown upon that whatsoever. Now, question I pose this Kev- to you, Kevin. Okay. What uh, scenario would it take this. for you to take Sheamus out of this uh, uh, proposed war games and put him in the SmackDown World Cup tournament? He's going to be in it. He'll be in it. Now, if you're not watching on YouTube or Twitch or Twitter, Tony's face, right? Remember when you were a child and you just desperately wanted that gift? Tony's face just lit up like he just got that gift when I told him there was another tournament. Tony, how do you feel about WWE trying to uh, jump in on the World Cup, uh, which will be happening in November? And what is to the table? What does this mean? Like, like, what is it for? It is for the World Cup of SmackDown. Oh, great. Is Shane McMahon coming back for this one? 
because he's the greatest wrestler in the world. It has not been announced yet. All we know is it will be an eight-man tournament, and it will be starting this Friday on SmackDown. Oh, fucking joy. Do you think this is like... Their what version... are you reading? Wait, what are you reading? The notes that <laughs> that Matt printed. It's like fucking Bill Parcells is in the fucking screen with us. <laughs> Listen, that's, I... how Adam, that's how out of touch Tony is with football. He just made a Bill coaching of Bill Parcells. <laughs> well, he used to coach the Jets, didn't he? Yeah, for a very brief five years ago, period. buddy. Yeah, and for a very brief period in time. <laughs> but is this like? Is it going to be like? Is it going to be like the All Atlantic Championship tournament where you have people from like different countries in it? I guess it has to be, right? It's the World Cup. Gives a shit. Oh, come on, Tony. Gives a shit. Why the fuck are we wasting valuable airtime talking about nonsense and horse shit? Tony. What? Defend the World Cup to me, Kevin. I will. I'll defend WWE to you right now. Because clearly, you know, defend it. the World Cup. I don't fuck, fuck everything else. What about the cup? What makes this good? What comes out of this? Here we go. Oh, come Here on, go. defend the cup. Come on. I'm trying. Give me some time. Here we go. So. I got nothing. I got nothing. What is this? Making making sexy time? That's yeah. it? Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. That exasperation on Kevin, it's, it just fucking shows you how terrible this is. Why Kevin Kevin looks for the silver lining, uh, Sasha Banks (laughs) also resurfaced and she went on her Instagram uh, and she said in a very short, short video, as time passes, there's been so much growth and there's so much uh, been so, so much beautiful opportunity and a journey that I've been loving. But as the time also goes on, the date is coming that I've been waiting for for the past six months and I cannot wait, but I'm really going to make a, most of this November and make all my dreams happen in preparation for this date that I've been waiting for. I'm very excited. And I hope you guys come along for the journey, which I know a lot of you have been waiting for me for so long. So thank you. But I just want to let you know, there's going to be something so fucking crazy coming. What could be so fucking crazy that Sasha Banks is talking about? Uh, number one, she could be transitioning. Number two, she could be getting hair plugs to take her five head down to a forehead. Or Wait, three, she's going to be oh. another fucking person to jump into the AEW quagmire. So take your pick. No, what, she's still um, under contract with WWE. Gives a shit. When you say transition. Yeah, oh, she boy. like she decided that she's going to be a man. Not a Mandalorian or whatever she was. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. What? She was in the Star Wars show, right? No, oh, no. It was a great line, too. A great line, man. We're giving you your flowers. Ah, no, ah. I just didn't know what it was. She wasn't the Mandalorian. Holy shit. Amat Spock says she is putting out her own Star Wars series. Who gives her the right? Yeah, you should have stopped after putting out George, <laughs> George Lucas. <laughs> you mean George Lickass? Wow. All right, Tony. Take a, take a breather, buddy. Wow. Well, let's go from one tournament to the other, Tony. Wait, I smell my balls. I should helicopter a little bit. Does it smell like onions? Of course it does. It's falafel? Falafel oh, balls? JJ Rogue, bet she's doing a music album. So we got her own TV series and a music album. 
a music out. Who who phrases it like that? What kind of what kind of music is uh is uh in the Midwest? What kind of music is Sasha Banks making? Uh, smooth R&B. You think? Yeah. I don't think she's got a soft voice though. I think she's kind of like like rough with the voice. She doesn't do the voice. She just does the beats and it plays over an episode of The Shining Wizards. I like it. Boom. I like it. All right. I mean, her cousin is Snoop Dogg, so it doesn't. It's not crazy that she decides to go rapping. Well, it's going to be something fucking crazy. <laughs> I, I criticized him for saying music album, and I said go rapping. She's wow. going to go rapping <laughs> in the holiday holiday season. That's right. So let's go rap. from one tournament to the other, since we know how much Tony loves tournaments. Tony, the culmination of the second tournament, you are going to be. Live in Newark, New Jersey, at Full Gear, uh, and we're gonna get our World Title Eliminator Tournament Finals. Finals at Full finals, Gear. Tony. So we have another tournament. Eight men have been announced for this tournament. Do you want to know who's in the AEW tournament, Tony? No, I do. All right, Kevin, I'm gonna tell you, and I'm gonna tell Tony, and the uh, listeners, and all those out there on the left side of the bracket. Oh my God. What? It's fucking, there's two sides, asshole. Do you not know how tournaments work? Uh, you know what? To be fair, the King of the Ring was always one Yeah, side. you're right. I know. I, I bit my tongue right after I said that. Uh, on the left side, you have Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page taking place this Fucking enthralling. Uh, and the winner of that will face the winner of Bandito versus Roosh. Oh, even better. On the right side of the bracket, Ricky Starks against Lance Archer. Terrible. And Brian Cage against Dante Martin. Why do any one of these eight idiots deserve a title shot? Explain this to me. Which one of those guys is deserving of a title shot? The answer is none. I would say Roosh or Bandito. No. All former. No. 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 Wrong. Zero. No. All right. Finish the the bracket. Doesn't MJF have a fucking match? Doesn't he have a title shot? Why do we have to give away title shots like candy? Well, oh, Tony, because everybody's got a title. That's why. Like Nick the winner, the winner of this tournament will get a title match at Winter is coming. Oh, fucking wonderful! You know who else isn't coming? Tony. You know why? Because he's not excited at all for this fucking tournament. Uh, well, no, no, no. You'll be there. At no, full- no, 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 no. no, I'll be there. I won't be coming though. The, says you. <laughs> yeah, says me. Well, so I, dude, I'll pay extra to get someone to jerk you off in the in the suite. Yeah, that, that's exactly what I want. Hey, isn't Sausage Fingers coming with us? Yeah. Phil, <laughs> Phil hit me up. Let's talk. Phil, we'll get you a job. Because <laughs> apparently you hate yours so much because they don't fucking pay you well. So, so we'll give Phil, you, a- you won't have to commute six hours for this job. Yeah. <laughs> G-F-O-H. <laughs> but tony that's not all that's not all because we have more for full gear tony oh i can't wait we're gonna get to see the ring of honor title defended oh really oh yeah what you're saying tony will this be a traditional one-on-one match let me guess the answer is no you're correct tony how many people do you think are going to be in this match for the ring of Honor? probably gonna be a 10-man elimination match well you're not even close right there 15. You're going to come down, buddy. Come way down. Oh, nine. Let's Six pack challenge, I'm guessing. Tony, we've been doing this for 11 years. You know, 11. 
You know how many people are going to be in this match? Five. Close. Eleven. God damn it, Tony. Six. You're fucking driving me nuts right now. Three. We're almost there. Two. I just told you it wasn't a one-on-one match. Is it a four. It's a fatal Thank four-way. You. It's a four-way. Fantastic. Oh, great. Let me guess. It's going to be fucking Belly Jericho defending against, like, Dante Martin, Wheeler Yuta, oh, and fucking oh. and hand job fucking pockets. It'll be Jericho defending against none of those people. <laughs> It'll be Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli. How about that? And Sammy Guevara. Oh, great. So Jericho's going to beat three fucking names. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, someone's got to win. Yes. Will it be Jericho, though? This may be an instance where he doesn't get pinned. Oh, who gives a shit? Ah, maybe Guevara gets pinned, leading to more... Oh, wonderful. More nonsense. Maybe the dissension between uh, Sammy and Jericho. More stupidity. Well, Tony, don't worry. Wednesday night, you'll get a preview as Brian Danielson and Sammy Guevara battle in a best two out of three falls match. For what reason? Another title shot? That there's a they have had. Oh boy, uh, issues. some issues. Yes, that's great. Oh. Great term. Wonderful issues. Great. Term. great. <coughs> oh boy. Apparently, somebody's having issues breathing because he knows how bad this fucking show is. No, this full gear is going to be awesome. Interim AEW Women's Champion Tony Storm against Jamie Hader. How fucking hurt was Thunder Rosa? I thought she was going to be out a couple of weeks. Well, it's been a couple months now, and she's still not back. So maybe oh, she's they're the probably not year. inviting her back. They're probably pissed off at her for some reason or other. So stupid. We will see our friends, the acclaimed, defend their tag titles against Swerve in Our Glory. Oh, wonderful. Really? Like we don't want to put FTR in there and have a fucking like a real team take on the tag champs. What's not real not, about either of these teams? Do you not want to scissor me? No, I, listen, I love the acclaimed. I didn't say anything bad about them. Why they got to wrestle Keith Lee and fucking what's his nuts? Because it's the rematch. Gives a shit. All right, all right, Matt. <laughs> Three times these fucking teams are wrestling. For what reason? Uh, because that's what. Why? Because Keith Lee does this. You know what he's going to do? He's going to smell my fucking balls at full gear, and he's going to fucking do this. Talcum, really? Pa- talcum powder onions. Onion Tal- talcum powder Tony. There you go. But I don't understand. Like, you dismiss everything, but without any like anything to back it up. Because like, I don't care do, about why that Why do you match? hate everything that they're, they're announcing? Because the, the, Jer- announcing. the Jericho match is dumb. Dumb, 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 dumb. Why is, FT- is FTR wrestling at full gear? It is yet to be announced. Oh, well, there you go. They're so in that's Japan, a no. right? They're going to Japan. They're, they're right? back, they are back from the Japan. They're, they're back oh, the and Japan. I can't wait. I bet you we're going to get a super kick party, and I bet you Kenny Omega's going to do his pew, pew, pew shit, and fuck, he's going to fucking 69 Don Callis in the fucking Prudential Center. It's going to be fucking amazing. All right, Tony, here's the one thing. I don't care that you don't like AEW anymore. I'm over it. I'm done. But the fact that you completely just absolutely destroy it without any knowledge of what's going on on the show is mind-boggling i know what's going on oh do you see this the pulse fingers are on it right there (laughs) right there (laughs) um they made a big to-do about who was going to challenge jericho on wednesday night for the uh, the ring of honor world championship it was a former ring of honor champion and we had the return of colt cabana the return? Where the fuck did he go? 
he's been off TV since CM Punk got a job. So, yeah, but he's part of Ring of Honor. Ring Tony of Honor doesn't have a TV show. There is no Ring of Honor right now. Saying you're part of Ring of Honor is uh, like saying you're part of the people that worked at uh, Spirit Halloween. Then, then why? Then why? There is no Spirit Halloween anymore. It's like when when WWE acquired WCW and they, they still have WCW belts. WCW still exists. Kind of like that, Tony. Now, Matt, let me ask you this. Yeah, so, please. So, uh, so before you ask, Matthew Birch, AEW has been incredibly boring as of late. So I definitely agree with Tony. Uh, but but here's the difference, though. Tony doesn't, doesn't watch. So he has no idea whether it's boring or not. Oh, no, I know it's boring. How? Who's the guy from Japan that had the concussions? Shibata. Yeah, he came out, right? He came out, yes. And nobody so, gave a shit, right? No, they did. They had a match in, in Atlantic no, City. No, no, When he came oh. out, did they anybody reacted. give a shit? Who? The people in the freaking building. No, they didn't. You don't watch it. You don't know. I, you don't know. You don't fucking know. I don't dude. know. No, no, you're a liar. I watch every week. That's all. Oh, and by the way, I butt heads with Kate the Great on a lot of shit, but she was 100% correct. Why the fuck is Jeff Jarrett on TV in 2022? Loved it. No. Why? How about that? Because yeah. it makes sense. Because it makes sense. No, it doesn't. How does it make How sense? How does it make sense? Because his his connection with Jay Lethal. That, but is that's why it makes sense. The storyline was Jay Lethal knew somebody from Darby Allen's past that had a connection to Darby Allen. Jeff Jarrett hey. makes no fucking sense. Unless we, unless they put parlay it into a story that we don't know yet. Dude. Maybe Jeff Jarrett does have something to do with Darby Allen. Dude, we don't that, know. That execution of that segment was so WCW. All right. I'm not so, gonna lie and say it was perfect. But I'm not burying it yet. There is the the whole segment was dog shit. Yep. The, and you want to talk about what the crowd didn't appreciate? They didn't appreciate that. They were mm. all over over Jeff for that. But the Shibata stuff got a, a much bigger reaction than the Jeff Jarrett stuff. JJ Roke, I love AEW. I watch it. It has been comparable to late WCW Thunder. Yeah. That's what happened a, to WCW, WCW that's not, Thunder? That's not today. a good statement. Yeah, it is. JJ Rogue's a smart man. No, no, hands, I mean he's good looking and he's intelligent. No, it's it's it might be an accurate statement, but it's it's it doesn't it doesn't say that it, I'm just saying it doesn't bode well for AEW if that's what somebody thinks the comparison is or the comparable is. Well, it's been a lot of the you've heard it for a while. It seems like it's very Quick, can wait, let me interrupt you. Can I ask yes, you this? Please. So Jeff Jarrett comes out. He beats right. up one of like the more popular people in AEW, right? And he fucking hits him with the guitar and all this shit. What position did Tony Khan give him in the office? Uh, He's the director of business, business development. development. Okay, and they announced this right after this whole segment happened, didn't they? Uh, not, uh, not after the right, segment. But, after the after the after show. Dynamite, yes. Okay, so this fucking guy who comes in and destroys one of your baby faces. Oh, by the way, let's give him a job fucking running things behind the scenes. I get it. I get. I don't think. I don't think he needs to be on TV. I think no. Hundred percent, he doesn't. Hiring him to do the business stuff is a great move because there's not a lot of guys who have been around as long as Jeff Jarrett who have been in the position that Jeff Jarrett is in. I just don't get like. 
I don't know, man. Like I, we, I, tried, I, we tried it with Effie. Like, I don't think it really went well for GCW. He was kind of back in WWE for like a minute. All right, so here's what this is. This might be a fault of AEW. What they do is they play to the to the quote unquote smart fans, and all the smart fans know what Jeff Jarrett, the last outlaw, did in GCW. They know what he did for Ric Flair's past match or last match. So to them, they're thinking, all right, we can capitalize on this when literally not as many people might care about it as they think. And listen, while I enjoyed it because maybe I'm biased because I love Jeff, but maybe like. I don't know. Maybe they overshot with this one. But if Jeff Jarrett's going to be involved in this this thing, and if it develops into a good story where maybe they try to unveil and uncover something that Jeff and Darby may have done in the past that may or may not be true, I don't hate it, man. Listen, we watched Undertaker Kane for years, and there was nothing true about that story. So if they can do something, and if Jeff Jarrett really does know Darby and know something, then I'll let it play out. I don't know. Look, I'm... We had a conversation a couple weeks ago. Like, why are we giving TV time to Jeff Jarrett when you're not using FTR? The whole FTR situation is just fucking dumb. It's dumb. They hold all these fucking tag titles that are worthless in the eyes of North American wrestling. They really are. You could say, but they're the Japanese champs and they're the Mexico champs. Nobody gives a fuck. You know what they give a fuck about? They give a fuck about the champions that are supposed to be representing your company. That's why nobody gives a shit about Jericho being Ring of Honor champion and the whole fucking story's stupid. You've got main championships in your company that nobody gives a fuck about. They really don't. I I think I think that they're all good. Yeah, but FTR should be in the main event picture. They there's no reason after all this time why they're stuck where they are. I mean, they'll they'll get. I mean, do you think they'll not get there again? No, yeah. but you, you uh, no, hundred percent, they will not get there again. I'm, I'm with Tony. Saying it right? You've you've gone into. We've gone into. Look, we're a pot. We do a podcast. We go into a handshake agreement with whatever. I don't fucking know Jeff Jarrett's podcast. Right? We'd be dumb to not have Jeff Jarrett on our fucking podcast every week. You have a deal with FTR and New Japan. Why are they not defending the IWGP Tag Team Titles at least every other week? No, but the problem is they've become fucking singles wrestlers who lose to everybody else, and they don't get a fair shake as a tag team anymore. They don't. How the fuck are they losing to Swerve in Our Glory? Explain that to me. These guys, everybody talks about them being the fucking best tag team in the world right now, and they can't fucking buy a win against anybody? And the people go nuts every time they come out. And what do you do? You parade them out for an interview and you send them right back. Like, what the yeah. fuck are we doing? I mean, they're not losing to the varsity blondes. I mean, no, but they're losing. losing. Why are they in singles matches? Why? These guys are tag team specialists. Well, Possibly wasn't one of them the... hurt? Not anymore. Why no, do they keep coming out and not wrestling? That was a while ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they're off TV for no good fucking reason. None whatsoever. Maybe they're Maybe because they're punks, boys. No, it's because they're not the fucking super kick party boys. That's what it is. Yeah, but they're not on TV either. It's just a it's I think Tony Khan has bitten off more than he can chew with this with the idea again, love the idea that he has Ring of Honor. The idea that he's going to run these guys out with the championships, it's kind of like to Tony's point like like Chris Jericho defending the Ring of Honor title on AEW TV is not you're generating nothing because there's no there's nowhere else for people to go to see right like there's no ring of honor 
right? Jericho defends the title on AEW Dynamite. There's no Ring of Honor TV for me to watch. So why do I give a shit? Well, I mean, it's not like we've never seen it before. Like, doesn't like, didn't like NWA and WCW, like WCW had the NWA championship. WCW had this and that. Like they had other championships under another lineage. Yeah, but but and WCW was part of the NWA. That all came out. Well, of now Parker Ring of promotion. Honor is part of AEW. No, no. What do you mean no? No. Ring How of Honor no? doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. Well, at They're one point, on these belts that at, mean nothing. At one point, one of the other ones didn't exist either. Back in the day. And they got rid of the NWA. And maybe they'll get rid of Ring of Honor, but or maybe Ring of Honor will have its own spot. But until then, we let it ride until Tony Khan gets his. Listen, I'm not saying Tony Khan's a, is the be all end all, but I'm just saying like I have no issue with them having these belts. No, of course, no, you should. Jericho is on TV challenging former Ring of Honor champions. Nobody gives a fuck, dude. Nobody cares. I disagree, man. Like I don't uh, know. How you can de- I don't know how you can definitively, definitively say that. Like, what surveys are you conducting where you can tell that nobody gives a fuck? Nobody cares, dude. You know what Jericho is? Everybody sings Judas and everybody fucking laughs, and that's it. That's it. Nobody cares. You put Daniel Bryan and Claudio Castagnoli in a match for a title that nobody gives a shit about. Nobody cares. I mean, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that. Like, I I get it that it's not Ring of Honor the way Ring of Honor was, but it's. But Kevin, Kevin, why they're treated well? The the belts are treated like they mean something. But why do you care about the Ring of Honor World Championship? Because I got big stars defending it and great matches, which is what Ring of Honor was. But there's no, there's no Ring of, there's nothing, there's no Ring of Honor. It's tied up in a fucking Jericho storyline for no other reason than it's a belt that exists. Right? Like, Joe is the TV champion. Right. And they're sticking him in tag matches with fucking right, Warlow. I'll, I'll give you that part. I'll give you what that. What the fuck are they doing over there, dude? It's, it's What are hard, they doing? It's hard to watch because it feels like they're just treading water. Because there is no... There's no... There's no... So, if, there's, if you don't have a place... For what's the point of using your time and your talent to promote another brand? I know it's under the banner. I know it's under the AW family, but there's nothing like is Jericho being the champion going to result in buys for the pay per view? If he's on it, yes, 100%. Ultimately, look, Tony Khan had the best of intentions buying Ring of Honor. Because he was probably a fan and didn't want to see it die. That's ultimately what it is. And it's a noble thing to do. But until you've got a game plan, like, we're just spinning our wheels here. All right. I mean, is spinning our wheels the worst thing in the yes. world? Yes. Yes, it you, is. Are you are you that turned off by it? Or are you just not interested in it? Like, will you but, refuse to watch the show because Chris Jericho's the Ring of Honor world champion? I think when you're trying to push your programming, your a AEW is the name of the company that comes up every Wednesday and Friday night. But when sure. it's littered with Ring of Honor, you know, and what better way to 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 keep that brand alive than on your big shows? 
But I don't, because I don't think, because there's nothing, there's no, when Dynamite goes off the air and I want to look for Ring of Honor, I can't find Chris Jericho in Ring of Honor. Maybe not yet, but then if if Tony Khan has something in the works where maybe one day he gets a Ring of Honor. Why are you rushing this if you get to a point where you have a platform where you can put Jericho on Ring of Honor every week? Why are you using your time? I think he doesn't. He doesn't have to be the Ring of Honor World Champion. He can just be Chris fucking Jericho on Dynamite. Right. Well, I think that is storyline driven and how it's how it Ring of Honor uh, how Chris Jericho is everything that Ring of Honor is not about and and him being the champion is good entertainment on TV. So, I feel like that's a separate thing, but like when Claudio is the champ or if Daniel Bryan were to be the champ, there's no better way to keep your brand alive if you do plan on relaunching and get got God willing, a TV time or a streaming deal, then you have the equity built up in Ring of Honor and it wasn't just sitting dead on a log for two years. So to me, it, it makes perfect sense to try to keep the championships alive. It makes perfect sense. Now, what you do with them is a whole different story, but to have them, I don't think is a bad thing at all. Uh, JJ Rowe, keep Ring of Honor alive when AEW isn't fully established is a mistake. Uh, Ryan Sullivan. They're building to the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in December, and I think they want big, nub- big numbers before the launch of TV. Uh, Matthew know. Birch, Ring of Honor storylines genuinely make me not want to watch AEW lately. Like, I just want to see AEW when I turn on AEW. Uh, I don't think we're asking for much here. I couldn't disagree more. <laughs> like, I really couldn't. And that's fine that everyone feels it these ways, but, like, it's a... St- if if you think that ring, all right, so people gotta gotta get out of their head that Ring of Honor is what it is. Like it's not what it was anymore. It's not, and it's and it's something different now. It's nothing is what it is, right? But if if what uh, I think Birch said something about that, or someone mentioned about oh Sullivan about the before they launched a TV, what else are you going to do? Like this is the only option. It's not the most ideal option, but it is. You know what the, the option, option is. Put it aside. ECW didn't exist for four years. And then it, what What happened to it, Tony? It we came joke, back we, and people went nuts for it in 2005. No, no, Tony, and I'm glad you brought that up because we joke with Matt about that all the time about ECW originals and all no, that No, what they the did WWE with it when they brought movie. it back was dog shit. But when it came back in 2005, for, people were clamoring for, for it. For one night. For one night, people were clamoring. And, then and no they did it again the next year. But that, that, was, that was John Cena, Edge, and Rob Van Dam. That wasn't that, ECW. That one night created enough buzz for them to make that ECW documentary, which I believe is the number one selling WWE DVD. And that led to them re-upping the ECW. What they did with it with Vince McMahon in charge is a travesty. So, if consider this ROH, right? This version of ROH. Consider this until they get their own spot, that lame duck ROH. You got to keep it around, man. If nope. you plan on launching what TV, though? you got to keep it around because JJ Rogue, holy shit, Kevin, what does AEW do wrong? You defend it all. I, it's a fair point. AEW does a whole lot of shit wrong. But Ring of Honor is something they're doing right. I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. I think you guys are losing your shit for no reason. Nobody's losing their shit. We're just having a conversation. No, I'm losing my shit. Ring of Honor Tony, is just fucking the doctor. Right the doctor. Tony's losing his shit, as are you. I am just the moderator. Gotcha. <laughs> Motion to the floor, please. 
If I may volley, sir. Ugh. I just think. I don't There's think so it, much like, more that AEW should be focused on rather than saving Ring of Honor. Agreed, but he bought it. It's his. He okay, good. It. It's an investment. Why would you let your investment sit on the shelf right now? Because when you've got, you plan on investing because more he's got a bigger investment that he's not taking care of. All right. Sorry, dude. Sorry, dude. You've got tons of titles on your own that you don't give a fuck about. That's why See, you got I Orange Cassidy. You don't watch the show. Oh, I so I can't have an opinion? You can have an opinion, but it's, it's But it doesn't not mean as much because you watch the show and you love Chris Jericho and you love Ring of Honor. I don't... What, what? Chris, I yeah, hate that's Chris what Jericho. you're saying, dude. He made me stand outside for three hours and, and not let me get in the shirt. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I don't, I don't mind. Fair enough, I'll walk that back. That's, that's a fair point. <laughs> I just think that... I agree. It's not perfect. Nothing's perfect. Everyone, the, the debate about whether or not Triple H is far and above the booking of, of Vince McMahon is perfect. No, he's not perfect either. Nothing is perfect. But I feel like if he invested in Ring of Honor for the purpose of one day bringing it back, it serves him no purpose than to just let it sit. Because after five years, ECW came back for one show, right? And it blew the, it blew the world away, right? It blew the world away. We all loved it. And 2006, while not as good, blew the world away and Wait. then it came back and we saw what happened to it i gotta i gotta i gotta bring this up ryan selva says well not watching it not watching would impact an opinion i hate this movie i haven't seen that's the, i don't think that's fair at all i think if you if you find out what's going on on a product and you're not crazy about how it's going like you're entitled to an opinion on it you're entitled you to an opinion on it, it. if you're entitled to an opinion on it but it's not as valuable as the opinion of someone that watches it yeah, you don't sit and watch weekly hot shot booking. How dare you? Thank you. Thank the booking you. is a tr- the, their storytelling is atrocious. All right, but AEW storytelling is terrible. But Matt, in in the general speaking, if someone doesn't watch a product as opposed to someone who well, does I get watch it, a product, but you don't have to watch everything to understand. You can read a re- a, a review. You could read a TV report. You could right. watch clips online and, and your, opinion, your own opinion. And your opinion is valuable. But to me, it's not as valuable as someone who watches it. Like if you Why? watch a football, same fucking you watch fair, you can watch it and have a dog shit opinion, and everybody fair else enough. is wrong. You but know? you what? watch AEW Dynamite. How focused are you on Dynamite for the whole two hours? How much are you on your phone? How much are you not paying attention? How much are you checking hockey scores? Me? Anybody out there? I'm not checking nope. hockey. Nobody. I would bet my fucking house on it that there's nobody who just sits there and watches. They're on their phone. They're talking to their significant other. They're checking scores. They're checking other things. That's all right. That's that's the case with everything. Right. So it's no different than not watching it and then reading. How is it no different than not watching it? Because if you go back and you read it and you seek out what you want to see, you don't have to watch the whole fucking show. You can clearly. You're, you're also reading someone else's narrative of the show. You're not watching the show firsthand. You're getting secondhand information that's right, not as valuable as reads this information. shitty Jeff Jarrett so, Darby Allen thing, and then he goes back and watches it. So let me ask you this: You don't watch the Jets game one week and say fucking Drew Brees throws 400 interceptions. You don't have a right to be pissed off at your team for doing that. Well, Drew Brees doesn't play for the Jets. So. Well, whoever fucking quarterback the Jets. <laughs> so if you didn't watch the game, but you read that your fucking quarterback threw seven interceptions, and they lost 85 to three. You don't have a right to have an opinion that you're pissed I off. I do. Because I it's do. based on what you've had, what you've what? read. But your opinion 
isn't as valuable as someone who saw those interceptions. Maybe it was de- right. maybe it was deflected in the air and someone got lucky and and took it down. Eighty five interceptions. They were all deflected. It was eighty five nothing. Now it's eighty five interceptions. Well, same shit. I mean, they scored a point for every interception. A, a point. So it's yes, eighty five nothing when you get six for a touchdown. Tony, shut up. You're stupid. I'm done with you. Wow. He called me stupid again. Really? I'm just saying. I think everybody's opinion should be valued. I don't think you should be putting. Uh, 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 hey, if Meltzer can do it, I can do it. That's fine. I'm just saying. I mean, everyone's has a right to their opinion. You don't have to sit through uh, three hours of Raw to know that the Usi stuff is the best stuff on Raw or SmackDown or whatever the fuck it is. I don't need to sit through a fucking Dana Brooke R Truth fucking twenty four seven segment to know that I probably think it's shit. Right, and you can. Right, so Tony can read the dynamite results, and if something sticks out to him, he can watch it. And that he's not saying, "Oh, I think this fucking throwaway dog shit match in the middle of dynamite was no good." So I'm going to pose this question to Tony. Tony, when you see something that you read about dynamite, do you go and watch it? I rarely will watch anything that I read about, but if it's something that I feel is worthwhile, then I will. All right, there you go. I will, oh, look, I've watched AEW stuff before. I've tuned in. It's not like I'm completely like oblivious to what's going on there either. Right, rest my case. You know what I'm looking forward to? Isn't isn't Moxley wrestling MJF at full gear? He is. As much as I fucking hate Moxley, <laughs> look at you. he does watch. I'm interested in seeing that match. Wait, right. wait, wait, wait. Why don't right. you show it a little bit? You cannot get the full picture. Yeah, you can, Ryan. When Jericho's fucking defending the Ring of Honor title in a fatal four-way and he's going to fucking win, then I can have an opinion on that that is dog shit. No one, see, here's Change my mind. Missing. Change no my mind. And I will tell you how dog shit it is when I'm there at the pay-per-view. You can't have an opinion. No one's saying that it's not valuable at all. But for someone who watches the show every week, who literally watches and sees everything that happens on said show... Of course, not every week is perfect, but it you got to take the the opinion of the guy that actually watches it. Then, other than the guy that reads the reports and watches the clip, I'm sorry, you do. That's logic. That's with everything. With everything. You have Patreon supporters, Matt. <laughs> I was gonna bring up one last thing before we took a quick break. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um. The Shibata stuff. Shibata bread. Um, it was cool. I think it went over a lot of people's heads. Right. Uh, I don't. I didn't get it. I don't think. Here's the thing, right? Because we 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 do this podcast every week. We've been doing it for eleven years. We have all all these great conversations, arguments, disagreements, opinions, and they're all valid. But people have to remember. Right. There's not the today's wrestling fan. And I talked about this with Kieran today on the bread club when we recorded. How's Kieran doing? He's doing all right. He's doing great. I told him when I bring up his name, you guys do a shitty British and impersonation and mock. Hello, Kieran Cross. Hello. How are you? Um, You should have been Drew McIntyre, but you didn't. So in 2022, people are so tribal about everything that they stick to. If you watch WV, that's all you watch. If you watch AEW, that's all you watch. I think that's a sin. And I, I know you don't think that there's people out there that are like that. But when I was at Grand Slam Uh-oh. and the Great Muda came out to save Sting, the people in front of me had no idea who the Great Muda is. No, I watched them Google who he was. 
And that's fine because and Muda's that's, like that's 16. Fine and that's great. But I think we need to stop assuming that the AEW fan base knows who all these New Japan guys are because they're those fans might not be going out of their way to, to get NJPW World. I'm right? So that. when Shibata comes out, it's a great reaction. But man, like if I had more than 48 hours, like I would have found a way to go to fucking Atlantic, to, Atlantic City to see Shibata wrestle his first real wrestling match since his fucking brain was bleeding. Like, I, I get it. This is what Shibata wanted. He wanted two matches in AEW. He wants Orange Cassidy, and he wants Brian Danielson. And I know there was history there at Forbidden Door where Shibata saved Orange Cassidy and he put the glasses on him. That's great. But, man, this was so out of left field, and I know they're trying to push Rampage because I know they're trying to get the ra- the ratings up. But, man, like, this just... And, look, the match was great. It was fucking great. Shibata looks like a million bucks. And if this was like the litmus test for him, like he had to go to AEW to see if he could wrestle Orange Cassidy before he goes full time in New Japan or he's going to ask you that some big shows like I'm all for it. But this was just so it's so great and weird at the same time. And like me and Kieran talked about it today, like if a lot of people had more notice. They would have we I've talked to people that would have flown to Atlantic City to see Shibata wrestle. But it just seemed like such like a quick like, and I get it because he has to make Rampage attractive because the ratings are shit because the Friday night 10 o'clock is a death spot. Yeah, but Man, I wish I had more time. I, I would have fucking rearranged my whole schedule. I would have been there. I'm with you. It's it, there. See, again, this is an example of something that AEW doesn't do well. Like they didn't they didn't give you enough time, a diehard fan who's in literally driving distance away to go see a show. And you bring it back. I get the surprise aspect of it. I understand that you're always going to need a surprise in wrestling every now and then, as opposed to just completely hyping up for weeks and weeks and weeks. But yeah, this one, uh, they may have dropped the ball here. Cause I feel, man, I feel like a lot of AEW fans do know new Japan. Well, I mean, you may have caught like the, uh, no, I know, but there's pe- like there's people out there, and we had this conversation years ago when they brought all those guys up from NXT to WWE. Like people just don't know, dude. People probably don't even know who Johnny Gargano is until he came up to the main roster on WWE. Like that's that's a fact. Like it's, uh, it's weird. It's weird stuff. Yeah, it was good though. So Shibata looked great, and the match was a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm hoping that we get to see him in New Japan. Before we take a break, uh, Ryan Sullivan. Uh, he wants to know, Tony. This is my final question for Tony. How do you get so angry? I, I'm, uh, no, I'm done. We got to move on. We got we got to talk NWA. Awesome. Serious. We got to talk NWA yet. I want to get to oh, our rewind. Gotta we got to move NWA. on. Ryan, you want to talk to me? I'll call in Wednesday. Oh, look at that. A teaser. You can, I be a, me? can I be a part of this? No. Why? Because it's got to end in less than three hours, and you like to yap, yap, yap about Ring of Honor. I like to yap, 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 yap. We got to move on. Seriously, it's fucking 840 already. Tony, I got six top fives. We are rocking and rolling here. Uh, We're going to take ourselves a quick little break, and I got to draw our December uh, Patreon uh, prize winner here to see see what part of the Shining Wizards Wrestling podcast you uh, get to be a part of. If you're listening to this in podcast form, uh, you want to skip the commercials, do so, but please... um, 
check us out on Patreon, patreon.com backslash Wizards Podcast. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, you can support the show. And for all you guys out there in the chat, chatting it up, you guys are awesome. We appreciate you, Ryan Sullivan, Matthew Birch, JJ Rogue, Phil Dennett is a name I haven't seen in a long time. Nice to see you back, Phil. Um, excuse me. I know Keith Parker was floating around here. I saw Lisa was here. Uh, the Mott Spock, as always. Uh, you guys are fantastic. Uh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Keep it up. Keep up the conversation. I know Raw just started a little while ago, and I'm sure you're trying to do both, but stay here with us. We're going to talk some NWA. We're going to talk some MLW. We got this Wizards Rewind. We're going to talk about uh, the Slammies from 1987. So stay tuned. Um, $1 a month, you can support the Wizards. $3 a month, bonus content. $5 a month, social media plugs. $10 a month, you go in the drawing. Let's do the drawing right now. If you are at the $10 level, and I pick your name out of this hat, you get to be a part of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast in the month of December. You can sit in with a guest. You can pick the Wizards Rewind. You can be a Can You Beat That Challenger. You can do Down the Aisle. You can even suggest bonus episodes and sit in and do that with us on our Patreon. And these guys don't know, but I think I'm going to add a new one. And you're gonna, And if you are picked, you can be a guest host where you're just part of the show for the whole night. So let's see who we got here. Kevin Rogue, handsome Kevin, is our December Patreon winner. So handsome Kevin, we'll be touching base with you to see how you would like to be a part of the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast in December. Uh, at this time, we're going to thank those that support us over at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. Kathy Hummer, the queen of the Shining Wizards. Manny Kratzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. Danny Russinello, at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. Anthony Rusinello, Sean Toe, Sean Calejo, Kate the Great Hensler, at Miss Kate Fabe on the Twitter machine. She's also doing Sour Graps on Tuesday. Mark Order Podcast Wednesday. SmackDown, Rampage, Fightful Post Show. She's also doing commentary for Excite Wrestling in Binghamton. I know she was there this past weekend. So support Kate uh, by giving her a follow and checking her out. At Hoodat Matt 19, oh, excuse me, at Hoodat Matt 81. Mr. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. J. G. Christine Friesendorf, Mark Parloni, uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom. He's doing the Marking Out Ring of Honor Revelry podcast with our good man, William Mercier Jr. I got to see both of those lads last week at uh, New Japan in the city, and it was great to see them. Michael Hammond, uh, Matthew Birch, uh, Braden Bergen at Enfuego30. He's our number one fan from Iowa. Uh, Brendan Haney, Ryan Schlong, uh, Ryan Sullivan at Mark Order Pod. Give him a follow. He's a uh, part of the Mark Order Podcast every Wednesday night here on the Shining Wizards Network. And he's tweeting all things AEW, dark, dark elevation. Uh, he's doing a great job over there. Asian Joe, Mike Peterson, The Daily Smart, thedailysmart.com. Uh, they help you find the latest in wrestling news along with up to the minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop at The Daily Smart on the Twitter machine. Kevin Rogue. Uh, at year of pod at JJ rogue means at T O T S pod. Uh, Kevin rogue is doing many things. Uh, he's also got a great podcast, the year of pod. Uh, they are doing late WCW uh, rewinds him and Duke. They're killing it. And then the T O T S pod uh, is a figure pod. So check that out. And uh, Kevin rogue and Kate the great have been tasked 
with putting together our 11th anniversary show. So me, Kevin and Tony have nothing to do with it. Uh, we don't know if there's any guests. We don't know if there's any surprises. All we do know is that there'll be uh, an 11th anniversary show on the 21st. And uh, I will be challenging Christian Rocco for the Can You Beat That Championship. Uh, last but certainly not least, he's on the Twitter machine at W Mercier Jr., the one, the only, William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. You always do. You always and do. that's it. Good. Go get yourself a drink, buddy. You deserve it. Awesome. Yeah. Putting up with us two idiots. Holy crow, dude. Listen, I, listen, let me walk it back. I am not booking myself on the Mark Order podcast on Wednesday. Uh, I threw it out there. If they would like to have me for a conversation, I'm always open for that. But I far be it from me to throw my weight around being on the A show of the Shining Wizards Network. And by the way, Aunt Money, you're talking about negotiating for the Shining Wizards Network. I haven't received a phone call, Uh-oh. an email, oh, no. a telefax, mm, uh, a hologram. telegram. Uh, carrier pigeon. We love birds on this show. So when you're ready to negotiate, hit us up, bro. We'll talk. This is a, this is a unfortunate turn of events. And I just want to let people know that like when, when, when I get louder, when Tony gets loud, it's, it's all gravy, right? Oh, Kevin and I are going to fuck after the show. You guys don't know that part. We always GFOH. Fuck yeah, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. I just, I love this this is why I love doing this show is just it's like other than having fun goofing off it's like sometimes when it gets serious about something that we're both super passionate about it's like you are with uh, the Slammies 1987 <laughs> well listen and dude and it's fair enough it, it helps us number one you get in you get your aggression out which is cool and and number two is it's done in a fun environment like yeah kevin calls me stupid i know deep down he doesn't feel that i'm stupid no, but in the heat the... of the moment i'm stupid well who do i te- who do i text when i need advice for something and uh, it's it's you so well, then, like i know you're not a dummy well then in fairness i do get a text from kevin at about 9 40 going you know a like, t-donk nothing but love brother you know i didn't mean it right yeah well i mean you gotta you gotta just listen no you've known me for god knows how long and i'm, I'm always a paranoid guy i'm, I'm very sensitive i'm very defensive um, this and that so i just want and it to makes make it sure. so much fun to play off of it too oh it, it, but it kills me it's the worst it's the absolute worst but i just get nervous like if i if i say something that might like what, how many times after the show do i text you guys saying is that okay for me to say yeah, yeah. like should i not have said that yeah no it's funny kevin's always the guy like that we need to talk down because you know he not not that he gets emotional about it, but he just wants to make sure. And it comes with being a comedian. It's part of the territory. Like, it's all in good fun. He just wants to make sure everybody's cool. Yeah, like, oh, like, I can tell me how many times, like, did I cross the line when I said this on the show? Like, <laughs> what did I do here? Like, it's just me. Like, so, like, I get defensive. It's it's weird. I'm having a good time. No, nah, man, it's all good. We're, that's all we're doing here is having fun. Yeah. That's all we're doing. Uh, Matt, yeah. is there is there anything key that you need to talk about before we get into the rewind? Because I really want to talk, uh, I really want to talk 37th annual Slammies, but I do want to mention the uh, the Nick Aldis NWA NWA stuff real quick. Okay, uh, I picked our winner for December. Okay, oh. who won? Handsome Kevin. Get the fuck out of here! This fucking guy. <laughs> no gimmicks. He was right on top. <laughs> Not on top. I mean, he. Was, I pulled his name. 
All the names are there. Listen, in in fairness, I couldn't picture handsome Kevin any other way, but always on top. That's right. He's a he's a man that likes to take control and get things done, especially if the young lady's wearing a Brian Myers mask. That was such a weird thing to say. <laughs> I'm, a weird, I'm a weird guy. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I would like to quickly pl- uh, plug the Bread Club. We just recorded an episode this afternoon. Uh, they just had Battle Autumn, which was a, a huge show, and it was so fucking good. If you can find the time to go out of your way. And New Japan is is hitting on all cylinders right now. It's Wrestle Kingdom season. Uh, the pandemic uh all the restrictions are lifted they can get people into the country they are fucking killing it um ren narita and sonata had a banger of a match in the world tv title ma- uh, tournament um the zack saber jr evil stuff was fantastic there was a f- um a tag team match with el desperado master wado taji ishimori and hiromu takahashi all four of them are facing off in a four-way dance at wrestle kingdom for the iwgp junior heavyweight championship but they put them in a tag team match it was executed so well it so was, who's who's the current junior champion ishimori ishimori gotcha it was executed so well with four guys who hate each other and they made them tag and it went down exactly how you think uh, it was beautiful. Uh, FTR wrestled uh, uh, the Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Oh God! Uh, which was awesome. We finally got to see Aussie Open in New Japan, which is long overdue. Um, did, yep. did did FTR drop the belts at all? Or no? They did not. They did not. They are still the IWGP uh, World Tag Team Champions, and then they were confronted uh, afterwards in the back by Aussie Open. Aussie Interesting. Open. They've been around. They've been making the rounds in Impact and uh, I'm assuming New Japan Strong, obviously. Yes, they were. Rank. They were the. They are the former New Japan Strong Tag Team Champions. And who did they drop those belts to? They lost in a three way dance to the Motor City Machine Guns. That's what I think. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It was one of the matches I missed Friday because I got there late. Or as Jericho calls them, the Detroit Machine Guns. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Osprey and Naito tore the house down. Uh, unbelievable tag match. Uh, and then afterwards, uh, Shota Umino returned to New Japan Pro Wrestling to challenge Will Ospreay. So it looks like that will be uh, the semi-main event for the uh, New Japan Stardom Historic X show taking place November 20th. Idiot. Hey, we haven't we have an IWGP Women's Champion yet. No, that will be decided November 20th at the historic New Japan uh, Stardom a historic X card. It will be Carrie, the former pirate, taking on uh, Mayu Iwatani. Okay, and I think I thought I saw a video where Iwatami wrestled Jazzy, and she wound up retiring some stardom belt. Uh, I know. I think Jazzy lost to Carrie in the tournament. No, but she had a match against Mayu. I thought, and then Mayu like retired a belt after the match. Maybe it was Kyrie. I'm not sure. Yeah, I thought it was Mayu. Was fine, dude. I Kieran. Kind I'm sorry, of it was me... only if you knew. We don't. We don't need to do any research. I know. But... Kieran kind of took me on a crash course through stardom today, uh, and I really would like to kind of. Oh, you mean on... you never paid attention when Mega Powers was trying to teach you about stardom and Ice Ribbon and fucking all those other shits? Yeah, no, Ice I... Ribbon. No, I never. Yeah. Uh, never but this show is huge, man. This show is huge. This great Muda uh, showed up in New Japan a couple weeks ago. 
So not only is he having the match with Shinsuke Nakamura at the Stardom New Japan show, he's wrestling his last ever match uh, under the New Japan banner where he's teaming with Toriyano and Okada. Wait, I thought it, I thought he was fighting Nakamura at no, on Noah. That's Noah. So he's yeah, doing Noah. a farewell tour. Okay. Under the New Japan banner, this will be his last New Japan match. Gotcha. And he's teaming up with Okada and Yano? Yes, to take on the great Okan, Aaron Hanare, and Jeff Cobb. Okay. All right. I'm down. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty pretty exciting stuff. And then they announced the uh the world tag and the junior tag uh participants for the tournament that starts November twenty first. Another so, tournament. Man, Tanahashi and Yano were called the Bebop tag team. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I've never heard that before. When did that happen? Uh, I guess they named these teams going into this. How about past guest Clark Connors? And Taguchi will be known as Wild Hips. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Uh, you'll see Lance Archer back in New Japan. Him and Suzuki will uh, will reform Suzuki Goon, and they will be in the tournament. Uh, Aussie opens in the tournament, which is huge. On the junior side, Kevin Knight makes his debut. Clark Connors is there. Uh, not on the list in the notes, and I was annoyed that I missed it, Kevin. In the World Tag League? Past guest Alex Coglin and your favorite wrestler, Gabe Kidd. Oh, yeah. Gabriel. Tag team in the tournament. Uh, past guests of the show, Ace Austin, Alex Zane will be in the juniors department. Uh, Chris Bay makes his New Japan uh, debut. Him and Austin, uh, Ace Austin, will be the junior tag teams representing the Bullet Club. Uh, so just lots of good stuff over there in the New Japan uh, camp. And if you want more, uh, the Bread Club episode 10 should be dropping. Tomorrow on Fightful Overbooked or Fightful.com or uh, Fightful Overbooked on YouTube. So check it out. Uh, enjoy it. Me and Karen talk for a good two hours, all things New Japan. Oh, baby. Nice. Uh, now, uh, do you want to do all this or you want to do a quick MLW return? Oh, Christ. We got I a just, lot. We got to talk about MLW very fast. It came back with Battle Riot 4. By um, the way. Don't use this pro wrestling TV app on Amazon. I was ready to throw my goddamn TV out the window. I got eight commercials in a row in the first 30 seconds. What what were they advertising? Dodge Ram. That's right. Eight fucking Dodge Ram commercials in a row and you can't skip them. And you know what happened three minutes later? I got six commercials for some other fucking dog shit product. Not a whole bunch of different dog shit products. It was the same one six times in a row. I forget what it even fucking was. And I was like, fuck this. I'm not watching it. Thankfully, I tried it on my browser and I didn't get any commercials. So watch it on your browser. Don't watch it on fucking Fire Stick. Because it's the shits. Yeah, I streamed it from my the app on my phone to my TV. I had no... Like, you put it in the Discord... I was like, what is this guy talking about? No, dude, it was bad. Five minutes in, 14 commercials. I was like, fuck this nonsense. Ryan Sullivan wants to know, did you buy a Dodge? You know what? I was tempted. Like a rock. (laughs) Uh, So Battle Riot 4, MLW's back. Um, Hammerstone comes out. He destroys uh, one of the El Jefe goons. Richard Holiday attacks him, leaves him laying. Then we get the Battle Riot. It's 40 guys coming out every minute. Uh, the first like ten, I was totally out on. I was texting. It moves Kevin too. Tony. It moves too fast, dude. It moves. Uh, way then too the pace fast. picks up. Uh, I don't know what how. You... I don't know how Microman's in a fucking battle royal. Microman was in there. Quang fucking was in there. Sammy oh. Callahan was in there. 
That was a good return. Carrying Cross was in it, which you know doesn't age well. Taya Valkyrie got a spot. Yeah. Uh, but it Alex started Kane. out with like all the Mexican guys just flipping around and shit. Well, and Dooku and uh, and Calvin Tankman were one and two. Tank yeah, that was kind of. And then fucking and Duka fucked over Tankman and fucking. Then and Duka got induked and. Yeah, you have like to pay for this pro wrestling TV app. No, it's it's free. Oh. It's free, but you could stream it on the app. You could stream it on your laptop. You just got to go to Pro Wrestling TV, the website, and you could stream it from there. Uh, uh, quick recap here: the final four end up being Fatu, Enzo, Cross, and oh, Fatu. Fuck, who else was I'm in there? Who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Fuck, 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 fuck. Fatu, That's why I know it's stupid. Uh, Enzo. Fuck, who was it? To Enzo. God, this who? Sammy? No, I don't think Sammy was Final Four. Was he? Uh, Mads Kruger. Yes. A two. Enzo. Who's a lot? Who's the other idiot? Mads Kruger. Davy Richards. Davy Richards made the Final Four. Was it Davy Richards? Huh. Oh. Here, Sammy Callahan oh. was it? Killer Cross, Jacob Fatu, and real one. There you go. There Enzo. you go. Whatever. Enzo's being a little shit the whole match. Enzo gets in with Fatu. They did a fake toss out, a fake toss out, a real toss out. Nobody saw it. I don't know. So Fatu won. There you go. Spoilers. Are we uh, are we excited for the possibility of Fatu and Hammerstone running it back? You know what? I think it's the only interesting thing they have left. Honestly. I was kind of hoping that uh, I was actually hoping EJ and Duca would have fucking won the thing because it seems like they they putting a lot of stock in him, you know. But look, they they made a whole big harangue at, uh, out of Fatu after he lost the title. They gave him like a whole set of vignettes and whatnot. So if they're building to it, you know. I mean, what what great match in history doesn't have a second one, right? So yeah, and we... I don't think we got uh, the best they could do because Hammerstone fucked his ankle up like right at the beginning of that match, right? Yeah, it was still a great match, but Hammerstone was definitely lame, you know, in going in early. So, but we still got Holiday too. I mean, the Holiday match with Hammerstone wasn't the best, but it was a good match. You put out a, a, a little cryptic tweet today. Who? Holiday. Oh, maybe he's moving on. You know what, dude? Though I don't know, man. MLW is just in a weird spot right now, too. Let's Who's in a weirder way. spot, MLW or the NWA? Well. I listen. I've been telling you guys for weeks. Like NWA doesn't feel right. I don't remember if I said it on the show or I or when I was talking to Kevin about it. I kind of wish the NWA would just be back to the way it was, like the first two seasons, the way the studio was set up, the way they had uh, Dave Marquez doing the interviews at the podium. Like it felt like fucking old school wrestling. Nowadays, it's fucking gimmick to the gills, dude. Yeah. It yeah. really is. It's not the same product it was. It's and just Tony, not. And Tony, real quick, I didn't mean to cut you off. This was on November 4th. Uh, Richard Holiday tweeted, life is unexpected. I will talk about it soon. I don't know if that's real life or if that's wrestling. But hmm. I, found, I found that to be interesting. Maybe him and Alicia Tudor getting married and having a kid. Who knows? There you go. Who knows? But yeah, this... All right, so let's get into it. So, yeah, like, I've... NWA has been a little more missed than hit for me lately. I've always said it. I like the fixers. I do think they're way too gimmicked up, 
Uh, I one thing I did catch this week: the Cardonas were hosting Power. Like, is this what we're doing now? Like, everybody just gets to host Power every week. It's getting to be fucking nauseating, and it's nothing against Cardona and Chelsea per se. It's the whole fucking gimmick that like everybody's got to host the show. And then on top of that, like, you have your fucking again your tag team champions wrestling singles matches. Like Ella Envy loses to fucking Angelina Love this week. It's like, what are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? And now. Nick Aldis says he's done with the company and he's, he gave his notice. He's done the beginning of the year and Billy Corgan takes him off of everything. Now, do I think it's a work? I got a feeling where I can't say a hundred percent, but I do feel that there's a possibility that it's a work, but the more the shit's coming out and maybe they're just good at working it. I don't know, man. I don't know. The NWA is going to be a different monster without all this being there. Well, here's, I, Go ahead, Kev. Here's where like the two sides meet. Like you're saying that you hate, uh, you hated, you hate NWA now as opposed to what it was the first two seasons. Are they going in a direction that's so gimmicky that there's a chance that this isn't a work because they wouldn't do that because of the direction that they've been heading with everything else, where everything is so gimmicky that this type of shoot uh, angle isn't something they would do like, you know what you make a good point. And I think, I think that's kind of why, like I'm holding on to it where like, it might be a gimmick. Like when, when the whole thing started with all this at first, I'm like, they've got to be working us here that this has got to be something else going on. The more they play into it, the more I'm starting to doubt it, but the feeling is still there that they might do it, but it seems to be getting less and less. Like uh, all this was on. Uh, like, I think he's done. Like, I think he's gone. He was, he was on keeping it 100 and he was just like, Every other word was like a curse word. They were bleeping out everything. So I don't know if it's just all this being passionate about it because I don't remember him being a swearing kind of guy. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. But I agree with you 100% that the NWA without Nick Aldis is like, they, like who's, who's your top guy, Tyrus? And... They haven't been They haven't been uh, doing a good job keeping Trevor Murdoch as a strong champion. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cardona comes out. He was doing good shit, but he sort of fell off. Tyrus is great as a promo, but he's not good in the ring. And here's another thing. The fucking TV title is up. Like, it's been held up. Uh, Kazana and fucking, uh, what's his nuts? Clearwater. Clearwater. Match for the championship. And yet here's Tyrus every week coming out with the TV title. It's like, what are we fucking doing? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. The NWA is not meant to be a gimmicked up promotion. And that's what it's turned into. That's what it is. It was uh, I, so I watched Power this week, um, and I'll tell you, flip. I like flipping Colby. Yeah, Colby's a great hand. Show. Flip, I love Colby. Got talent. Yeah, Colby's cleaned right. himself up. He looks like a, a spiffy young gentleman now. Yeah, which is great now, because he's a dickhead, which is which makes it even more awesome. Uh, we go from that match into some segment with Jax Dane and this Chris Silvio, where you have Twitter DMs from Anthony Mayweather's wife, like. I know it's wait. 20- was that this week or was that last week? Or was I was or was the card the Cardona thing was USA? Yes, the Cardona thing was okay. USA. Okay. All right. I watched I, I, I scanned through power and the only so thing I did watch power this I, I did watch power this week. Was then. the main or not the main, the match. Um, so there's that weird thing, and I know it's like 2022 and like technology's like, but this just is it's way too get it's gimmicky bullshit. And 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 whoever did the editing for this season really needs to fucking be fired. This was this was terrible. Things are fucking overlapping each other. They'll talk about, uh, you know, like uh, they'll talk about 
the, the, the title match at the pay-per-view becoming a three-way dance. And then they ask Ty, then they ask Trevor Murdoch about it. They're like, oh, you know, rumor is that, you know, like uh, Cardona's looking to get his shot and this and that. It's like, and Tyrus is going to get, like, they're talking about it. Like, you didn't just fucking mention that this is what's happening. Dude, it's it ridiculous. drove me nuts. It drove me nuts on on power because they replayed La Rebellion against Hawks Airy for the uh, yeah. for But the commentary was like they get their match at hard times three. Fucking ridiculous. Uh, I don't know I what they're doing, the, dude. I like the tag match on power with Hawks Airy and the Dirty Sexy Boys. Ve- Why is fucking Velvet Sky still doing commentary? It's yep. fucking embarrassing. And I think Tim Storm has probably had enough too because you hear from him less and less. And I'll be honest with you, when he was doing commentary at 74, he seemed like he was punched out. Punched out. He's 74? I... No. <laughs> All right, you got me, Ken. <laughs> but seriously, even for Tim Storm, whose whole fucking thing was the 10 pounds of gold, it was all around him and all this, you know? Even he's punching out of this shit, dude. Like, I don't know how Joe Galley's going on with a straight face with this. I hope he's not enjoying this shit. I mean, I hope he's enjoying his work, but yeah. how the fuck did he like this, dude? Dude quit a, a great gig uh, in San Antonio uh, doing the news. Yeah, dude. he's like the head of something or other now. He's got like an official position with the NWA. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah. I forget cool. what I was, I was reading. I was reading comments from him about the whole thing and they had his title. I forget where the fuck I read it though. Somebody actually interviewed him or asked him about something. It's in our email. Oh, is it? Sorry. Never mind. Um Aaron, that fucking question mark shit. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Um stupid. Um you know, then we have this tag team war match with the spectaculars against the Cardonas where it's it's um it's like over the top rope or pin or submission, and like they're really they're really putting the Rey Mysterio rub in this Rolando Freeman kid. Ooh. And I'm excited to talk to him in a couple weeks. We have Salvinaro next week, but I just you know a six man tag match and it's like four minutes long. It's rough, dude. It's becoming a very hard watch. And you know me, NWA was like my fucking jam, dude. And it's disappointing. Like Mims, Mims against. Judas, I don't know who this Gustavo guy is, but Mims oh. is now the number one contender to the NWA TV title, which doesn't vo- even have a fucking champion. There's a voodoo casket match between Max the Impaler and uh, Markovich at uh, at Hard Times Three, dude. This Hard Times Three show has like twenty matches on it. Yep, mm. it's mm. not good, mm. and and. Mm. and and if you're losing Nick Aldis, like if it's a work, what's where's the where's the payoff? There's no Billy, yeah. Cor- Billy Corgan's not fighting Nick Aldis, right? Yeah. That's unless unless Nick yeah. Aldis inserts himself into the fucking into the three way and he wins the title. But why the fuck would you base pay per view buys on a surprise like that? Well, I mean, we, so, we kind of talked. We, we kind of touched on it with the whole like Shibata thing. Like, like why not just? If it's a, if it's a work, don't let it be a surprise. Let him come. Maybe let it be a surprise on TV, and then give me two or three weeks to to care about it. Well, they did the same thing with NWA seventy four when Cardona was hurt, and they didn't tell us what the main event was going to be, right? Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. Look, if oh, you're right. 
the, the I saw I saw a couple things today that said like part of the reason why they're on bad terms is the way Mickey James was treated. But she was in the NWA. Why? why? How bad was she treated? They gave her yeah, a freaking pay per view. The handling of her, I guess. After I don't know. Why? Who grabbed her? <laughs> well played. I mean, look. I can't, I can't pull James, it up. I'd grab some of that too, but you know, easy, I'm, I'm, easy. I, I mean, I wouldn't because I respect Nick Aldis and I respect Mickey James. I would. Never and you're married. And I'm married. <laughs> you point. hope the silver lining is if Nick Aldis is done and he's gonna go his separate ways that this, like Billy Corgan, fucking opens his fucking eyes and like. I'm right with you, Tony. Seasons one and two were fucking awesome, man. Into like, the it, fire. It was. I working. think that's where they. I think that's where they went wrong, Tony. They stopped using that song. I'm broken man. was a good one too. The Pantera song. Yes, it was a nice. It was a nice change up for the second season, and people hated that they got rid of Into the Fire. But I'm broken was good. Dude. Yeah, but was there anything that wrong with Into the Fire that you had to change it? No, but I i mean, I get it. He wanted to change it up, but the gimmick was still there. It was still the studio, and two everything years, was set up cool. Two years in, and you're changing. Well, one year in. It was the second One year in, and you're changing the song to the to your Well, show. who knows? Maybe he only bought the rights for a season? I don't know. Oh, that could be it. I mean, yeah, there could be stuff behind the scenes that, that we don't know about. Oh, man. See, this, see, bummer, see, this makes me sad, Tony. Because after the... the the, the heated argument we had about AEW to see you feel so dejected about a promotion that you actually care about. Yeah. Just, it's a bummer. It's a bummer, dude. It's really a bummer. Like this is like, a, this is the opposite Tony. This is bizarro. Tony, like NWA Tony is as bizarro. AEW and, Tony. And honestly, hot take. I don't give a fuck about homicide anymore. I don't care oh, about no. the junior heavyweight championship. Be careful. Don't care. No, I don't care. He's going to, it's the same fucking match with him every week. We get it. He's an asshole. Can we fucking move on to something else? Like, he's going to come get you. He's wrestling Kerry Morton again. whoop the fucking do Don't do care. Think, do you think Kerry Morton can beat him? Could he? Yeah. Anybody's got a chance to beat anybody, but probably not. Probably not. That's, that's hot take Tony right there. I mean, fucking Ricky Morton lost to Jay Bradley, so anything's possible. <laughs> Ricky Morton losing to Jay Bradley is not. Ricky, Ricky Morton's just as old as Tim Storm, seventy-four. Brian Sullivan. Uh, it helps no one for NWA to start to struggle. It helps no one for any company to start to struggle, right? Exactly. But, but he's right. This is not like the NWA coming back was a huge deal, and we were all on board. And you expect there to be bumps in the road, but bro, they fucking they're off the road. They're in the field. Nick Aldis just hit a tree. Like, yeah, it's bad, dude. Tim Storm's in the back with a fucking bottle and he's crying. Everybody, damn, I didn't know. I didn't know that. Tony listened to curtain. No, It'll be interesting I, to I, see. Allegedly, I mean, <laughs> I love time. me some. Look, I love me some Tim. If honest to God, Tim Storm, Nick Aldis was the reason that I started getting into the NWA. Like, I thought the fucking the ten pounds of gold series was awesome, and then all right. Like, like, uh, like Kate brings it up, but names that I fucking forgot. Zicky Dice. We were introduced to Zicky Dice. Ricky Starks. Fucking Eli Drake and James Storm were there. Remember, remember Royce Isaacs? Remember when he was with the fucking wild cards with Tom Latimer? Yeah. Remember Strictly Business? I that do. was good times. That was good times, man. Even when they brought in Matt's fucking buddies, the drinking buddies from Ring of Honor. The Beer City Bruisers. Yeah, there you go. 
It was what cool about, shit. What about my boys? The Look, I think, I think the pandemic killed them. Marty Skrull, uh having a thing for young girls definitely hurt. Yeah. And I don't think they've been able to recover from that. You know what, though, man? Like, you watch some of the shit where they were doing the matches at Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. We got good shit out of the NWA. We got Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa. We got that fucking amazing match with the Pope and Zicky Dice where Zicky Dice just talked shit about everybody for the entire match. That, there was good shit that came out of those tapings. Here, it's so, it's so like, we say about it with everybody. We said about it with Vince McMahon. We'll say about it with Tony Khan. We'll say, and now we're starting to say it about Billy Corgan. Like, at what point do you have to realize that you are not necessarily as in touch as you think you are with what the people want? And maybe you need to surround yourself with, with people that, that might and just lessen the reins on what you think creative should be like to like Tony Khan, like made all these promotions lately. Right. And to me, as far as I know, he's still the one that has all the power creatively. At what point do you have to say like, Hey man, take the pedal off, delegate and give this to somebody else. Well, the other problem was too, he lost, he lost Jim Cornette. He lost Stu Bennett. Who was the guy that was with him behind the scenes that got that got tagged in the whole fucking me too? Oh, Lagana. Dave Lagana was probably a lot of the brains behind that organization. Oh, right? Oh, yeah. You know, and it's unfortunate, you know, that he had to fucking go bye-bye cuz he had the brain for it. Stupid what the shit that he was involved with. However, maybe Billy, I mean, look, Billy's got guys that he brought in. Like Homicide's one of the guys backstage his work. Yep. Pat Kenny's back there. So he's I'm got sure. people back there, but you know, yeah, maybe but, Dave uh, Lagana was steering the ship for him. And I'm not saying Billy Corgan is inept. He's been around for a long time. Like I'm not saying he doesn't know how to book a good wrestling show. Yeah, but he's but, not really he's a wrestling not, guy at heart. I, I agree. And that's why, like, and, and people surround themselves with good people, but they just don't delegate the responsibilities in the right places. Like like Tony Khan's got the most brilliant minds in the world in wrestling working around it. Maybe uh, that may have been an overstatement, but you know what I mean? And, and triple H has, is one of them. Like great minds in wrestling and surrounded himself with, with great people. Billy court. Who is Billy Corgan surrounded himself with? I don't, I don't know that the answer to that. Pat Kenny, you just said, and, um, yeah, and who homicides else? back there. Homicides I mean, he also, working. he also had, he also had Josephus back there too. You know, I mean, yeah. He was he was a mind for wrestling. Yeah, uh, it, it's the NWA is becoming a tragic story real fast, and it's sad. It's and sad. listen, and going back to your AEW point, like I, as much as I do and still enjoy the show, I think that there's a lot of parallels right now between AEW and NWA yeah. in terms of how long they could potentially last. I think they're great. I think and I think AEW has a lot better chance just because of where they are in terms of TV partners and all that stuff. But it's it's been good, but it hasn't reached its potential. And I think this is the same way with NWA. So according to the NWA's Wikipedia, Tony, don't go to it because they do you do they do you no favors on uh, covering up who Sion is. Um, Anthony Mayweather is listed as a producer. Aaron Stevens is listed as a producer. Jake okay. Dumas is listed as a producer. Uh, Aldis was an executive producer. Uh, and Mickey James is listed as an executive producer, so I don't know how. It's also it's also Wikipedia, so yeah, yeah. 
So, and yeah. Pat Kenny is the director of talent relations. All right. So, all right. So producers can carry different roles, right? Like you could be a producer, but not necessarily have say in creative. You, you're, when you're a producer, you're basically just, you work with people on their matches. So like, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what Crimson is in turn with his, like he's been around a while. Yeah. But is he like, really, has he ever been considered like a great mind? And Russ, I've never heard that name come up as being a great mind. But I mean, that's me talking from a chair in a basement. So who knows? Yeah, it's just a uh, no. It's man, you never want to. You never want to see a wrestling company uh, go through something like this. And and Nick Aldis was a. It, I saw someone on Twitter today equated to Nick Aldis leaving the NWA was like Cody leaving AEW. Very fair. I think that's a great comparison. It's it's a it's a blow, man, and like. Man, they do all these. Ta- they're going to do all these tapings after Hard Times Three, and it's going to dictate, you know, the future of of the NWA here. We got to see where we're going here. Right. Like, do do we do we see the NWA as a successful promotion with Tyrus at the top of the hill? I think I no, but I did like that one promo that he had when he when he shoved around uh, Black G's. Like is Cardona as is Cardona as hot as he was when he first won the title? See, that's a great question. I mean, everyone loses steam. You can't be on fire forever. But I still think he's a viable top person for them for sure. But like I said, everyone loses steam. The fire can only, you know, the momentum can only last so long before you become stale. And if you don't spend enough time, he got hurt too, which kind of hurt, but you know that shouldn't be an excuse but well he's trying to play it into the story where billy owes him a favor so he gets this he's in this title match but well and also and also making trevor murdoch versus mike knox uh, a main event of a pay-per-view when nobody had seen mike knox in forever and trevor murdoch's first title defense is against somebody we haven't seen in forever didn't do any favors yeah and you you look at like the top people on this nwa roster none of them did anything I mean, I, maybe Card- Cardona may be the, the exception, but what did Trevor Murdoch ever do? Like, what did Tyrus ever do? What did – and this is not – ins- I'm not trying to insult these guys. I'm just saying, like, in terms of, like, why you're a top guy where you are, like, how should I be able to view you as a top guy when – if creative doesn't do anything for you, how – all I know you is from what you've done before – and you're not you've never really done anything of note. Wait, was that Matt? Yep. Because Kevin had a pause when it came out. I thought maybe was, it was uh, me trying to mask a burp. I pa- I paused when I saw Tony. I didn't even know what you did. Um you what know, you here here's an interesting point, right? Billy Corgan's a musician. From what I've read, Smashing Pumpkins are going to be going back on the road. I don't know what kind of iteration or form it's going to be, but that's that's what I've been hearing. They've been on the road. Well, okay. So here so here's that, the other thought. All that MSG, I believe. What did WWE do with their wrestling talent to get them exposed to people? They made a wrestling album, didn't they? And it was uh, so successful, they made a second one. Brilliant. And you know what else they did? They took that album... And they gave it an award show. And that award show was called the 37th Annual Slammy Awards. 
And that is your Wizards Rewind for the night. Do we have a banner? Good night, everybody. Oh, no, I'm working on it, dude. Oh, never nice. mind. I thought you said the... There we go. Great segue, by the way. I was trying Tremendous. to steer, I was trying to steer the ship. We could yeah. talk NWA and AEW all night. Bamboozled into watching the v, the pile driver video again, but in a different uh, atmosphere. But here's the thing: it's not it's not all about the pile driver video. So it was the Slammies. I think everybody understands what the Slammies are. You know, WWE gets all the everybody together and they give out awards and they they have this like vote and you know all Tony, this all this happy horse shit. Tony, it wasn't just the Slammies; it was the 37th annual Slammy Award. Listen, it's a successful show, man. They got to keep bringing it back. 37 of them in a row. Weird. You know what that means? The first Slammy Award thing took place in 1950. Yeah, of course. Who won? Who won best uh, hygiene? I didn't see your boy. I didn't see your boy Bruno running around with a fucking Slammy in the 60s and 70s. Well, because they kept it. They kept it private back then. It's not, I didn't see it in his fucking dumb documentary. Yeah. That's not nice. Dumb well, documentary. Don't put out a fucking dumb, boring documentary. How dare you? He almost died of rheumatoid fever when he was a kid. Well, don't get fucking rheumatoid fever, dude. Put on yeah, a fucking rheumatoid? Typhoid? I think it was typhoid. Never mind. I'm in uh, Don't get typhoid. Get a slammy. What are you, typhoid Mary over there? Fuck yeah, dude. In my typhoid ass. Tony. Typhoid Mary is a great story. I put typhoid in my ass and I farted out. And I poisoned oh, the neighborhood. Oh, boy. yeah. You put this fucking link in our text chain and I had to watch it and I fucking farted out. <laughs> fucking. What? You don't like live performances of, of songs from Pile Driver, the wrestling album, too? Yeah. That was about as live as fucking Millie Vanilli is when they do live shows. Yeah, but I really, think they sang. They really, some, most of them really sang. Okay. Guess what? Bam Bam Bigelow is not playing the fucking saxophone. And also, he's playing a baritone when it was clearly an alto sax. <laughs> yeah, the there you go. A lot of music people out there. But there I think the fact that Bam Bam is so huge, the the optic of him holding an alto sax would not have worked out. There you go. But I gotta know. The show opens right. We get the bit. Why do half the wrestlers show up in ambulances? Half of them. Some of them show up in cars, and then a bunch of them show up in an ambulance. I think Beefcake showed up in an ambulance that was doctored as like a mobile barber shop. DiBiase showed up in like a carriage with uh, Mula and and Virgil because they all have money. That's why I don't remember. So refresh my memory. Why was Mula associated with DiBiase? Money. That's why. But what was the storyline there? There was none. It was just that they were money, so they came together in, in a carriage. Money because they were rich. That's why. That's the only reason why. I couldn't for the life of me remember a time when Fabulous Mula was a No, they just they just thought it'd be a great idea to put the folks that are that are about money together. Which I I get. A lot of great ideas on this show. Like Georgie Animal Steel showing up on a bicycle. Or the ultimate warrior showing up in his fucking wrestling gear and then strapping on a black uh bow tie like he's a fucking chippendale dancer you can can do a whole podcast just on the wardrobes who who was in that vehicle with the warrior didn't he show up with a bunch of people oh i'll tell you right now i'll spit it right off to you killer bees outback jack (laughs) um and the warrior wasn't even this is a weird time for him because he wasn't even around for the wrestling album too like it's that weird kind of gap in between and they they showed Three different angles, but the same angle also included Ultimate Warrior like picking up a hay bale and moving it. 
Yeah. So like, Dude, he even had a he had a moment during the pile driver performance where like that girl was checking him out and shit. He was bro, holding a sledgehammer. Can we talk about the salaciousness of these performances? <laughs> we'll, all right, we'll get there. We'll get there. What, right. Anything else from the intro that that? Oh, Vince McMahon coming out doing his like uh. You know, Dude, what was why was he putting on a fucking accent? I, the Academy Awards. <laughs> He, 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 I think he was like he was. It almost sounded like he was trying to be dusty. Yeah, he was. He was definitely gimmicked up for this one. But he definitely. is. He is from so, the southern part of the country, so maybe He's it just came out South naturally. South Carolina, North, North or South Carolina. Yeah. One of them, yeah. So yeah, I mean, but maybe, up until, if you're watching the WWF, he there's no southern twang in his voice. Vince hates that. So for him to go up there and be like. This is a love fest of mutual admiration and support. But it's like, this is a love fest of mutual, yeah. uh, of mutual admiration and support. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah, I noticed that too. <laughs> what is this? He sounded like a religious preacher. We also we also get a lot of a lot of loud overdubbing of the crowd. It would like the, the that, noise was so annoying. It was that like that freaked me out because it looked like there were people there, but they're still overdubbing. Yeah, like it's it's especially noticeable when Jim when uh, when Jimmy when Gene uh, when Gene Okerlund and Jesse come to the podium for the first time, you could really notice it there. Like, it dude, was, it really it seemed was... like they were booing everybody. It was crazy, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, they were literally booing like ev- like other than Hogan and maybe Savage, they were booing like everyone. You heard? Maybe that was just the the, the audio that they cut. Like maybe it was fake audio, but like. Or fake booze, but they literally were booing everybody. You heard booze for everybody. How do you have an award show and the fucking president of the WWF isn't there? He was. He was there. He came out. He was the president of the ass. President of the ass. Yeah. The WWE ass. <laughs> Scissor me. Worst fucking writing ever. <laughs> oh, he was there. He made he he came out and did a wave. Oh, and they booed the fuck out of him. Yeah. Oh, they, they, yeah. they always booed Jack Tunney. And he, Jack Tunney can never put a fucking sentence together either. I like, I like to announce right now. I can't do it. God, when, he, when he fucking, when he had to me. announce that they were going to have a 14 man tournament for WrestleMania 4, oof. Ah. Or when they did the press conference or like they announced. Yeah, yeah, all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, whenever he would announce suspensions or like reinstate like reinstatements was like the, like it was painstaking my mother-in-law walked in the living room when I was watching this and she said what are you watching and I said I don't know <laughs> she said the VMAs uh, we get our first um, award the best performance by an animal great category very prestigious uh, mean Gene said, now historically this category has been the springboard to even greater achievements. Of course. Uh, the nominees. Damien Jake. with Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, Frankie. Not yet barbecued. <laughs> Matilda with the British Bulldogs and George the Animal Steel. Why did you guys catch when Matilda tried to eat the bird? I did. They were going at it. <laughs> Yeah, there was heat there. Who decided, like, let's put this French bulldog next to the bird? 
Yeah. Well, because because Coco Beware gets on with them because they're all, you know, friends and they have pets and, you know, it only makes sense. Now, I've never watched the 1987 Slammies. It was on YouTube for free. Definitely go watch it. You guys never saw this in the heyday? It was no. the first time I saw this for uh, all the way through. Wow. For the first time, yeah. Uh, these are su- this is such cheese dick 80s WWF. So Did good. you expect any other winner besides George Animal Steel? I, was, I think as a kid, I was hoping for Matilda. Actually, I was more of a Frankie guy than Matilda, honestly. Matilda's like the least like good ver- like good option, I feel like. Yeah, but like, you wouldn't want... But don't forget, dude, we had to send Matilda get well cards. Remember when Matilda was kidnapped? No, I was four. I don't remember. <laughs> Whatever the WWF wanted to drum up catalog business, they would always have you write in and send get well wishes. They did it They did it with Matilda. They did it years later with the Hulkster when he got squashed by Earthquake. That's right. I remember... Right. I, I thought Damien was going to win until they announced Georgie Animal Steel. Then they yeah, had him. Then yeah, they had him all in different directions. But Jake around. was a dirty snake. They weren't going to let him win. He's a good guy he, at that point. Oh, he the, was. Yeah. Oh, she was playing. Right. In, he was playing in the Hulkamaniacs band. Oh, that's right. Yeah, playing those does fucking me, horns with uh, with the Macho Man and beat Does PG know how to fucking ham it up, dude? This guy was made for this bullshit. And now the moment that animals performing all over the world have waited for. The winner is George the Animal Steel. He mean Gene was a, he was the fucking best at what he did, dude. Yeah. He was and a then of course, Carney through and through. This fucking mongoloid gets lost on the <laughs> stage, and Hillbilly Jim has to help him up there. And what does he do? He doesn't. He goes to the podium like he's gonna make a speech, and he eats. He tries to eat the fucking thing. He did. Yeah, he ate the turtle. That was the only thing that you could do. I feel like that was that was gold to me. Hey! And then he doesn't he like give like the Emmy award back to the the girl, and then chase her off stage. Yeah, chase her off stage like a ghoul. Yeah, like a real creepo. Fuck creepy old man. <laughs> uh, from here we go into uh, the Honky Tonk Man doing a live performance. Of, of the Honky Tonk Man. Honky Tonk Man. I'll say this. This is probably my, probably the best part of the show. This part right here. Yeah, I think. Because that, that, that just shows how terrible the show was. That I love <laughs> that I loved this part the best. Was well, it because got- Jesse was on the keys? Ah, uh, Jesse Lee Ventura. It or wasn't. Was it it wasn't Brett and and uh, Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart coming out to dance. <laughs> that that made it. Did you catch? Did you catch the tweaking of the lyrics where he said the Macho Man blues instead of the Snakeskin blues? Yes. No. Yeah, because he was in his feud with the Macho Man at this yeah. point. It was right after he shoved Elizabeth down on the uh, on uh, Saturday Night's main event. Yeah, and the the chair, the guitar shot, right? Yep. Yeah, the, I can never ever unsee the uh, reverse Irish whip, Jim Duggan baseball slot, Jim Duggan, Jim Nighthard baseball slide with Brett leapfrogging him with them like finger guns at the fucking camera. <laughs> fucking assholes, dude. Come on, it was good shit, dude. Dude, they, no rhythm at all. Hockey Talk Man became rhythm and blues, Heart Foundation, no rhythm and plenty of blues. What? Womp, let me, womp. What's the? Why are we doing a Woman of the Year award? What do you mean? Because we have to give Elizabeth an award and give her a chance to fucking to have a little 
what and what with the with the honky tonk man. That's why. Okay, dude, I'm all for it. But you couldn't have dusted off the fucking glamour girls or sitting with the jumping bomb angels. We're doing. We got fake Dolly Parton and fucking Yoko Ono. Oh, gold. <laughs> I guess there weren't a lot of women to go around in the WWE. Yeah, were before. they even there in the '87? Dolly Parton and the uh, Yoko Ono? No, they weren't wrestling. Oh, yeah, they, they were, they were they... working tag matches against against the fucking glamour girls. They were working the territories like at, at that point still probably. I don't know who's fucking Moolah wrestling in '87. Rock and Robin, bring in Rock and Robin. Get her. A no, Moolah. Moolah lost to Sherry. Wasn't Sherry the champ at this Sher- point? Sherry was there. Yeah, but that's Dude, who Moolah. Like it was Moolah and Sherry w- working the loop. '80s WWF Women's oh. Championship lineage. That's my fucking Achilles heel, okay? What, Rock and Robin? Rock and Robin, fucking Sherry and Moolah in the 80s. You never saw these matches. The spider, fuck out of here. Fake Dolly Parton hanging out with fucking... And they announce it, like, so straight. Sensational Sherry. Dolly Parton. And she doesn't have the hitters. And she's hanging out with fucking Hillbilly Jim. Of course she is, bro. She's country girl. How about... I, I never knew Yoko Ono was Italian. By the way, either. Yeah, they look nothing like. <laughs> That's the gimmick, bro. I didn't see that. I thought they really, I thought they really tried to pass it off like it was them. It was a blonde with big tits. I mean, any blonde with big tits could have been Dolly Parton back in those days. They weren't that big, bro. Who? This this actress. I don't know, man. I got a picture of them pulled up right here, and they they're 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 pretty real and spectacular. Oh, right, let's move on. Good God. Uh. Yeah, so Miss Elizabeth wins the award, and uh, Honky Tonky Man is dancing for her, and the Macho Man comes up to save her, and there you go. That's it. That's there that. you go. That's it. Uh, the next award, the Best Dressed Ring Apparel, presented by Matt's favorite guy, Jib Duggan. Uh, this is a, this, I don't – you guys can talk about all this. Nominees, <laughs> Demolition, the Honky Tonky Man, the King, Harley Race, Randy Savage, Davy Boy Smith, and the Dynamite Kid. And who wins? The King, Harley Race. Which leads to one of the fucking running gags of the night. Holy shit, dude. This was the worst. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so Jib, my man Jib, is so distraught. He doesn't want to announce it, so he makes the, the girl announce it. Okay. Right? So he comes up. And then uh, <laughs> the lady is like, and the winner is King Harley Race. Like, well, <laughs> question, like she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing. Then Bobby the Brain Heenan is there. He accompanies him. And then he wants Hacksaw to get on one knee. Yeah, because he wants That's- to he acknowledge the king. Out of the king. They start brawling. Out of nowhere, Gorilla Monsoon shows up with a fucking microphone. <laughs> Dude, this was, and he's chasing them through the back. Don't go near the electrical cabinet. There's a donkey backstage. It's like Mystery Science Theater 3000. It was fucking glorious. When I was a kid, I ate this shit up. This was so much fun to watch. Dude, this was bad, man. There's a random donkey. There's chickens backstage. There's, there's, oh, showgirls running around in their drawers. <laughs> Well, I think that's after stand back because this never ends. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all just kind of melts together. Yeah, we can, we can get this over with right now. <laughs> and, and then Gorilla can't go any further. He's like, the, I don't have enough slack. The cord is 
I'm as far as I can go. The the, the we, best was they locked they locked Duggan in a yeah. cage, and then Duggan pushes this wall of cardboard over oh, and empty cardboard up, boxes. And Harley Race gets stuck under a pile of cardboard. Oh my god, dude! Dude, that and then didn't it didn't help that like the fence was literally about to come down, and they had to hold it. They had to hold it up. Yeah, uh, Duggan almost like ripped it open. He yeah, had to stop like, himself. Race and and uh, and Heenan had to hold up the freaking fence from falling. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, they go through the showgirls. They're, dude. When he like jumps on the couch. Oh, after doesn't he? Well, yeah, he jumps on the couch. Yeah, but he like hits him off the couch. But he yeah. jumps on the couch. What about the seamstress beating up? <laughs> <laughs> She's chasing Eden. <laughs> God, that how is that never a gimmick in wrestling? The seamstress. <laughs> And she was fucking swinging at him too. Oh, she was. She wasn't playing. Oh, and Harley raced. He went. Didn't he go for the thing? And he went through the table. It's it's all over. It's and this got, look. If you've never seen this, isn't like this is throughout like the next like forty minutes of the show. Please. It's the entire show basically. And then and then and then of course Hacksaw ends up winning. Dude, he he threw yogurt and like sour cream on Harley Race's face and then and jelly on Harley Race's face. Well, because they fought through the catering and and like Gorilla said, this was supposed to be a big after party celebration, and those guys ruined it. Dude, it was in like a hair, it was in like the, the 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 makeup part of the room. So like it was like look at the chemicals he's throwing in Harley Race chemicals. It's freaking jelly and Miracle Whip. The fucking sign on their uh, what Christmas party it said on it. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Well, speaking of Christ Almighty, the Almighty One Himself, Vince McMahon, is up next to perform. Stand back, bro! Come on! All right, if you've paid attention to WWE in recent years, you know that they've shown this footage when they had one of their silly yeah. DX reunions. But this is where it comes from, folks. Vince McMahon in a fucking tuxedo vest dancing around. With all these women in these fucking ruffled skirts and black tops. Tony, Tony, Kevin, can you tell me everyone who's in the horn section? I can. Can you beat that? Is this for the belt? It's, wait. Wait, 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 wait. You mean you, we have no, to... no, we're not doing this. Come on. It's fucking late as it is. You want to do this all night? Oh, well, I'll tell you who they are. Can I answer a little too? I mean, he all right, so we'll go one on one, one on one. Well, it's all about Kevin, Tony. You don't know. Uh, yeah, fuck it, Kevin. No, but no, but he, he, he wants to he he cut me off and say them all. No, go he ahead. has to be the smart, smartest guy in the show. Hit it. There go. you go. All you, Kevin. Beefcake. Your turn, Tony. No, no, fucking do it. You know I didn't mean it like that. Uh, B. Brian Blair was in there, wasn't he? He was. Um, uh, wasn't. Uh, Macho Man was there. Uh, Jake the uh, Snake. Jake the Snake was blowing a horn. Beefcake was blowing a horn too, wasn't he? I said, yeah, I think. Yeah, you said Beefcake. Him? All right, who else was there? Well, obviously, if B. Brian Blair's there, who else is going to be there? Oh, Jumpin' Jim. That's right. Yeah, I think and you guys are missing one. Junkyard Dog. Oh, and uh, George Steele. George he, Steele was blowing a horn. I think he was playing a tambourine. Whatever. <laughs> Still, he was there. Hogan was on, on the base. Uh, yeah, so that was that. That was something I could never unsee again. Uh, oh, there's stop. a llama. It back- was fun. Knock it off. Did we mention the llama? There's a llama backstage too. Yeah, yeah we talked don- about the llama. Donkey and a llama. 
This is where we get the fight with the in the uh, in the ladies' room, and then the seamstress chases out Heenan. This is where that comes in. All right, Matt. Perhaps the most important award of the night. Fuck you. The Hulk Hogan Real American Award. Presented uh, by your World Wrestling Federation champion, the Hulkster, who's wearing a tuxedo jacket with no sleeves, nope. so the pythons are out, brother. Presented to the one and only former WWF champion in his own right, superstar Billy Graham. What a love was, fest. This was I actually thought they were actually gonna do something like really like I was like, all right, Colt, maybe they're doing like the Connors. I was thinking Connors Cure in my head. Like like Warrior Award stuff. And then they so, just give it to Billy Graham. I know he was going through shit, but... Yeah, so Billy Graham comes up with his cane, and he accepts the award, and they're blowing each other because they're both great guys. They did a pose down as... Well, first of all, they're walking off, and Hogan grabs the cane from Billy Graham and breaks it over his knees <laughs> with like, a tucking sound effect of the cracking cane, by the way. And then they start posing together, but Billy Graham's wearing a fucking tuxedo yeah. jacket. So why is... Salmon fucking gross that vomit. Was a great... Fuck you, that was a great that's a great tuxedo. But still, he could have taken the ripped the sleeves off and gimmicked it up and did something, you know? If that cane was not gimmicked, another reason why Hulk Hogan is just a huge dick. <laughs> why would you break a fucking crippled man's cane, dude? Because Robert. he's the superstar, he's inspirational. He's dude, and Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan always works as a heel. <laughs> always. He's a, he's, a big, he's the biggest heel baby face that ever lived. Asshole. Fuck you, Billy Graham, you fucking shit dick. Uh, speaking of shit dicks, Doug and Erase are still fighting, but they're in catering now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Doug and hits Heenan with a fucking giant fish. <laughs> I forgot about the goddamn fish. So did I. Fucking fish. Well, uh, Kevin's favorite part of the show is up next. <laughs> Jesse Ventura is out to <laughs> present the Jesse Vivani Award. <laughs> Huh? Your your nominees are Rick Rude, Butch Reed, The Ultimate Warrior, uh, Hercules, and of course Sherry Martell. Because why not? And I got to be honest with you, Sherry was looking mighty fine during these awards. Not gonna Sherry lie. Was always fine. But no, here in particular, like off the charts, good. Like yeah. she really dolled up for this one. And of course, Rick Rude wins. <laughs> and he's wearing. Oh, you asshole! He's. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the fucking old Brutus Beefcake gimmick with the collar with the bow tie with no shirt. And he's got the black stretchy pants. And uh, he proceeds to get up on stage and strip. Yeah. yeah. There's anything wrong with that. And then Mean Gene runs out with a towel to cover him up. Did anyone notice that Mean Gene, even though he was trying to cover up Rude, he's kept, yes. he was looking. He was <laughs> he checking was out that packet. The entire time. A wop, bop, a Tutti fruity. On Rudy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> God. And then uh, the best part was though, he takes off his he takes off the fucking speedo. And when he starts twirling it, he rubs it across Mean Gene's head. Oh, and it's fucking fantastic. I bet you it smelled oniony too. Talcum powder There's two and, things next that happen. Wait, wait. So, yeah, so Rude puts the towel on and when he goes to get the award, he starts cuddling with that fucking, with the lady up there holding the award. Oof. Oh, yeah, he smashed her. He's fucking awesome. Yeah, I wonder how many people smashed after that show, after this show. Fuck yeah, dude. All them onion ball bags. 
and all those, so, those good-looking girls? Uh, I was not ready for the hit me with your best shot by Pat Benatar. You didn't, yeah, that, you didn't like the little montage? No, no, I liked it. I wasn't ready for it. But I swear to God, mm-hmm. Jesse the Body sent Ventura said, when I say greatest tits, you probably think of Jesse the Body. And I know he was trying to say greatest hits, but it sounds like he says greatest tits. He probably did. That slipped under under my radar. So right, we go back and watch it now. So we yeah, go, I have to watch it again. Yeah. Hit Thanks. me with your best shot into the greatest hit award. And the nominees are Hogan for throwing Hulk uh, Andre for throwing the Hulkster out of the Battle Royal. Hacksaw Jib Duggan for drilling Harley Race with a two by four. The Honky Tonka Man for smashing Savage with the guitar. The Strike Force for beating up the Heart Foundation. And that sweet, sweet Bam Bam Bigelow slingshot splash. Wait, wait. Ah, I'm so glad you brought that up. Before, before they announced this, Jesse throws it to Gene to read the nominees. And guess who busts through the big screen? That's Harley and Jib Duggan bringing it back out on the stage. Jib. Good old Jesus Jib. Christ. <laughs> Jib Duggan. And then Gorilla finally like steps in and he holds back Jib. Yes. Finally. Well, why why did he hold him back, Matt? Tell us. Well, because he's the winner. <laughs> he holds him back to escort him off the stage just to bring him back up there. And Jim, my man, keeps it short and sweet. In his tuxedo t-shirt, he just yells, ho. <laughs> like four times. Uh, oh, God. All right. What else? So Gorilla Monsoon comes back, and he's going to announce the next nominees for manager of the year. This was so stupid. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby Heenan. <laughs> Who comes? Oh no, Mr. He, Fuji, Jimmy Hart, and Slick. And as he's announcing them, they all think they won, so they all started coming up to the stage. And Gorilla, Mon- I'll tell you what, Grill Monsoon was good. Like, why are you coming up to the stage? Like, just sit the sit the fuck down. You didn't and, win. And yet. none of them stopped. Like after he told <laughs> Slick to sit down, yeah. fucking Jimmy Hart was up next. Yeah. And the winner was none of the above. <laughs> so fucking stupid. See what I thought they were gonna pull like another like a write in. Elizabeth, like I thought that maybe they would do that. It's the first time I ever saw this part of the show ever. Fucking terrible. And it will be the last time. Yeah. Uh speaking of terrible, depending on if you're mad or not, uh Coco Beware is up next. No, I hate no. Coco. Matt doesn't hate Coco. The song is fine, but I just didn't. I don't know, man. The fucking Ultimate Warriors getting like oogled by this girl. They drew they took black magic marker and drew WWF logos on all the hard hats. Oh, this and weird Kid like... was also on that car because he was also sitting on the one of the rafters next to a girl. You couldn't tell, but you knew it was Haiti Kid. He was there as well. It's a live performance, and in the middle of it, there's that weird like scene of Coco and the girl sitting in a bench together, and he gives her a rose. Romantic Coco. And then at the end of the fucking thing, like she leaves the rose on the floor. Yeah, step on it. Because sometimes love feels like a pile drive. That's right. And what arguments? <laughs> argument. <laughs> argument. This seemed right in the fucking Ultimate Warriors wheelhouse too. 
Oh man, when he came out ah, with a sledgehammer. Oh come Jim, on, Jim. Jim, this is what we're gonna do, pal. <laughs> Put on them tassels in this guinea tea. That's right, and jump right off the roof into those jeans. Put on them dungarees. Dungarees. Grab this hammer. Yeah. Look at your veins pulsating. Ah, now this little blonde girl's gonna fondle you while Coco sings. Ah. <laughs> I'm gonna get a blowjob while this happens. Goddamn, pal. Oh boy. Whew. Uh, Matt's favorite award for the night: best personal hygiene. The oldest and most prestigious, according to Mean Gene. Of course. Uh, what was it? Nikolai Volkov, Boris Zukov, and Slick were brushing their teeth. Yeah. Is that what this was? That's what As they, team. What yes. Right. And, and then, can anyone tell me why the Bolsheviks like slipped? What like there was no payoff to that. Like why they like fell when they walked up the stage. Was it because the slickster was so slick that they fell? Do you guys even know what I'm talking about? It just I don't know. Fell, but can we can we not skip over the King Kong Bundy taking a dump <laughs> nomination, please? Fair enough. And he like gets up and he's like fucking proud. They show him in the crowd. He's like, yeah. "What? You don't poop?" <laughs> Well, it's funny because he's a fat dude. I mean, look, WWE went back to that well how many times? Like, with people like the big show? Come on. Yeah, they, like, fell. They tripped up the steps. It was stupid. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. It was fucking dumb. Now, I was excited for Girls in Cars. Right? I like the song. I think it fucking slaps. Oh, boy. I was surprised when I did not see Robbie Dupree. Were you disappointed by who you got in his place? Yeah. I was not. I thought Jimmy, Jimmy Hart did a great job. Jimmy Hart can sing, man. He can but, sing. But it makes no sense for him. I know it's. It makes no sense for him to so- sing the song for. Ba- now was girls and yeah, girls and cars was clearly Strike Force's entrance music already. Yeah, but but it makes no sense for him to sing it when he's a bad guy. And well, but Kev, here's the problem. Who else do you have on that roster that could actually fucking sing other than uh, Coco Beware and or maybe Mean Gene? Why do you have to do it? I mean, I guess you have to do it. But well, like, who's like, who's who are you gonna put up there to sing this song so shittily and then have fucking Strike Force come the, out? You know, they, they ended up doing it okay, even though like it was girls in cars and everyone was on like a bike. Well, I mean, like, what could they do? They couldn't drive cars out on the stage. You know? for, like, no, I understand. It's a honky tonk man. Wasn't it a oh. car? Ooh, yeah, put a Cadillac on the car on the stage. Yeah, but how many cars are you gonna put out? It's supposed to be girls in cars, not girl in car. All right, well, you can get like little. Uh, Big wheels. Could have got a clown car. No, they they had they had uh they had what you call the pedicabs cardboard. They had pedicabs from roller skates. Boardwalk. They had roller skates, skateboards, scooters. Those aren't cars. None of those are cars. Kev, you got to work with what you got, bro. It's Caesar's Palace. It's not the fucking. So you have Jimmy Hart and not your boy, whoever you said. Um, Robbie Dupree. And you have girls in cars with no one in cars. So. Okay, so I'm like, okay, well, Jimmy. Tito and Rick sing. came out in dirt bikes. Yeah, like, okay, Jimmy's gonna sing, right? Girls in cars. Okay, this is cool. Then here comes fucking Ponch and this other asshole on Ponch dirt bike. And, and I'm like, what Pierre. the fuck is going on here? Ponch and then they, they, Rick and Rick and and Tito, Tito. girls. And then Jimmy's all upset. And then a fat girl dressed like a school bus. <laughs> like, like what? What is who wrote this? Yeah, it's Dave, not good. Lug- Dave Lagana. <laughs> he would have waited until the fat girl was asleep. 
Like, what is going on? And then she comes Holy out, shit. and, like, Jimmy runs away from her, and then he, like, thinks he's good, and then she comes out again, and he even, like, get away from me, fatty. <laughs> she fucking fireman carried him off the stage. Unreal. JJ fun. Rogue makes a good point. Pat Patterson was a great singer. I'm surprised they didn't go. Well, because Pat doesn't like girls. There you go. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. He can't sing girls in cars. Out of face. I'm going to sing it to a girl. Maybe make a resident all love girls in cars. Maybe I sing guys in cars. A warrior, get back over here. Uh, Where's yeah, Abe Schwartz? For the best. Uh, they should have Kamala sing, for God's sakes. He was too busy listening to Steve Lombardi. Push it and pull it. We had the best vocal performance award next. It was Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh, the nominees, JYD for his growl. One Man Gang for his bellow. <laughs> Jim Duggan for his howl. Uh, Jimmy Hart for his shrieking megaphone. And George the Animal Steel for his whale. And while the winner was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. So if you're keeping track at home, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, first two-time Slammy Award winner. Yeah, he fucking Owen stole his gimmick. Once again, a big hoe. No acceptance speech. So what? Keeps the show uh, moving. We got the whole whole cast of crew out there to sing If You Only Knew. God. <laughs> For how talented wrestlers have to be, every single one of these people had absolutely no rhythm at all <laughs> like, how do you have chemistry when you're all you're doing is like rocking the wrong way to the person next to you yeah some of them were a little off all of them <laughs> well they were they were both they were kind of like but but it looked cool because they were like in and then out and then but, but like, i'm talking about like Borzukov and nikolai volkov or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. there were individual problems for yeah sure. <laughs> although Give him credit. Virgil just stood there the whole time with his arms crossed. Badass Virgil. Yeah. I liked it. And it, the referee there threw me off too, Morella. But I guess because of the Hogan part, they had to. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. They, they gimmicked it up. Yeah. And this was 100% lip sync because Ted DiBiase totally butchered the first. Uh, but, it, but it was cool because the camera was on each and every person as they said their line, which was a nice little, you know, touch to it. Yeah. Well, after this, we have the big reveal. The best song award. Well, just as the mean gene's gonna announce it, Jimmy Hart steals the envelope from him, all the heels pass it around, and it ends up in the hands of Sika, who of course decides he's gonna eat it. So Well, he's fucking hungry, dude. It's been a long night. And catering was all fucked up, so it's not like he was gonna get to eat after the show. That's a great point. <laughs> Jesse uh, Ventura gets that line in. He said, Don't worry, mean gene, I'll hang around with the wild Samoans and pick up the results the following day. Yeah. Oh, man. Um there it is. That's it. <laughs> no. Oh did you, god. Did you guys watch the credits? Oh, with K Fabe and Anita Man. Yep. No, I didn't watch the credits, Tony. Yeah, was, I did. K Fabe was what? The executive producer? He was the director. The director. That's and who was cool, Anita actually. Man? Uh the choreo uh the choreographer. The choreographer. Anita Man. So the producer was the director was K Fabe, and the choreographer was Anita Man. God, I wonder who who did that. I wonder who was responsible for that back then. It sounds like a Pat Patterson rib. Oh, no, but it's got to be the, someone in TV that can actually do it. You don't think you don't think fucking uh, Dunn would have done that, Kevin Dunn? 
Was he there? Was he there in '87? I think he was in the credits for that, wasn't he? I think he was in the credits. That'd be crazy because he's still there right now. That'd be like, oh yeah, Kevin Dunn's a fucking. He's been a longer than lifer there. He's been there forever. That's like thirty plus years. Yeah, than that. Forty. If well, yeah, thirty-five. I mean, might might as well call it that. Yeah, about as long as we've been here tonight. That's right. Yeah, I know it's been a fucking long I night. Check out my cats. Yeah, we had a long night. Well, this has been an excellent episode. We highly suggest uh, go watch the Slammies from 1987. It is fun. It's weird, but it's a lot of fun. If you want to check that out, let uh, it heck, fuck. What do you what? give it? Would I give it B five? Oh, what the show? Yeah, what do you give the show? Oh, what it's a grade or a number. Kevin gave it an F. Yeah, I gave it a F. B. It's entertaining. A fucking plus. What, Slammies? Yeah. F. Dude, I watched this as a kid. I loved it. I watched it again. It brought back so many memories. It ages fucking like fine wine. Huh, delicious. So do fucking you. A, dude. Well, we'll have a fine wine next week. As Sal Renaro joins us. Uh, we can talk about his weird uh, stable in the NWA. Spectacularly uh, faithful? No. Uh, we'll also have uh, Down the Aisle next week. Oh, and of course, all the wrestling uh, news and notes from the past week in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, make sure you get out and vote tomorrow, people. Don't give Fuck a shit yeah. who you do it for, but vote, you heathens. Um, Bread Club drops uh, tomorrow, so check that out if you're a New Japan fan. Uh, the Ring of Honor show I did with the Abram Bump podcast is out, so check that out. Um... And I'm done putting myself over Wednesday night to Mark Order Podcast. I might pop in. Who knows? Tony might, too. Yeah, uh, say, might. Hi to, say hi to Kevin if you're at the WrestlePro 100 show Saturday night. That's right, baby. Uh, we, we will be picking Hard Times 3, so we'll be talking about that next week. And uh, we'll, be back, uh, we'll be back in another, I don't know. Seven days? Yes, seven days. That's, it. that's uh, how it works. That's how it, that's how it goes. All right. Oh, All right. Who's going to rant? Can we end it? Can we end it? I guess we can end it. Right. My stomach hurts. You going to poop your pants? I don't know. Make, I'm going to make myself an AEW. All righty. Ladies and gentlemen, Jerk and Drew Gulak. How do I? There you go. Uh, goodbye, everybody. <laughs>